This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. And we're just two guys who have no other choice number to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're treating ourselves to proper pedicures and trims off the top as we watch mm. Spine 354 in the Criterion Collection. Lodge Kerrigan's Clean Shaven from 1994. Oh, yes. But first, RJ. Yeah. How are you this fine week? It's our six-year anniversary. As Ours? Uh, yeah, ours. Really? Yeah. Six long years, pal. Really? No. no. You're, you're, <sighs> you're as beautiful as the day I met you. Don't. Don't do that. Well, don't don't you dare a, do that. A beautiful podcasting boy here. <sighs> beautiful boy? Yeah, they just, they just don't know. Who doesn't know? They. Which they's? I don't know. All of them out there in Creepsville. So the, the ones who've abandoned the show, we don't hear uh, from anymore. You know, they they moved on to greener pastures. You talking you about Joshua what? Frazier? I'm sure there's still uh there's still cow patties in those pastures, RJ. Uh well, who's another one? George Hoschbeiner? He's around. Yeah. He wrote yeah. in one time. Once. If that was really him. Yeah, that's true. He yeah. could he could have been hacked. And the first thing they did is, I'm going to write into that podcast this guy used to listen to. Just, there's no reason why that couldn't happen. No. There's lots. Our, I'm sure our uh, listenership is littered with ghosts. People yeah. have moved on. They, they, our antics no longer amuse. Life went on for them. Life finds a way? Is the, that what it, you mean? It was a metamorphosis as, from being a uh, the type of person that listens to podcasts about movies and a mm. person who watches movies to one who's like nah i ain't got time for that yeah i know jared i mean do i miss them mm-hmm. you decide no you know what i mean maybe maybe, maybe they tired of our our soy antics you know what, soy you know, antics yeah you know about soy uh i know about soy boys is that what you're yeah, talking about exactly okay what about who which, which of us is the soy boy Huh? Which of us is the no, soy boy? Both of us. Both? Yeah. <clears throat> really? Hmm. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if I'm like. You're not aware of that. I don't know if I'm like totally on board with that, man. No. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta try harder. You gotta, you gotta start uh, putting uh, space heaters on your balls, and then that'll turn it all around. I don't need any help heating the beans, Jerry. You know, uh, you know, I'm cooking over here. Yeah, cooking with gas, baby. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you want to help me? It, do incre- some it, it might increase fertility. <clears throat> heating up, it'll the, do, it'll, heat, heating up them balls. That's what I heard. It'll do something. No. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You want to come do a landscaping this week with I, me? I thought you were going to do that last week. I did it, some of it, but well, it, some of it. Yeah, it never so you, ends. You left the job half finished, and you're, you're and you're offended. When I when I say you're a little on the soy side, my goodness. Well, it wasn't that I. Uh, I thought you were set priorities. to get her done. Priorities. Yeah, other jobs came up. Other, other jobs. Came up. Other jobs. Wow. Well, what actually happened was we were gonna do dump runs, and I hate going to the dump because the dump is like. It's the dump. It's the dump. No one likes going there. I've been there like did, did you, twice well, in the you, last you, five you years. Could and with, I hated you, it. you could chat with blind. Uh, ch- uh, ch- chat it up with Blind Willie. Blind Willie and yeah. Shitty Bill. Yeah, like I, literally, uh, both Blind Willie and Bill worked there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm no, aware. No fooling. Oh, I'm aware. I'm aware where they work. 
No, so we we were going to do that, and I was like, man, I don't want to go to the dump. So I was looking into what it would be to rent, like, a dumpster. Like, so there's, like, a bunch of, like, bin dumpster bin rental places in town. Um, and we got quotes on them, and they weren't bad, but then at the same time, I was like, we were like, well, we're, we're like, what's going to cost more, you know? It might be getting the bin. I don't know. The bin, he, let me, let me, let me hear you. You know the bins I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know your bins. So this is, we, we didn't get one because we're leaning towards doing the dump now, but the, the bin was $200 for the bin, just like for drop off and pick up, and then $112 per ton of waste. Wow. Yeah, so. Ton. Per ton. What do you think? Or you can take the dump. It's free on Saturdays. Well, my my question is, what? Why, why not just not try? Just don't try. Don't don't do anything. Have you have you ever been married? Let, let, let nature take its course. Yeah. That just, that applies to what you just said as well. Yeah. Just let nature happen. Yeah. Let let nature uh, find find a way. Who's gonna Who's gonna be your co-host when I disappear? What in the in the potter? Yeah. <laughs> in, in yeah. The, in the bin. Into the eth- ethereal. Uh-huh. I mean, that's uh, divorce Canadian style. Oh, hey. Yeah, anyways, I still got to do some of that stuff. <clears throat> Sound like you're uh, being domesticated over there, being broken in, house broken. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Have I ever not been? I don't know. Um, I, 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 was know? Thinking, I thought about you as we watched this movie this week. There's some... in, in, which, in what capacity? Uh, the sinks and... Uh... I feel like there's things that you would prefer not to see. Like going down public restroom sinks? Yeah. Or just sinks in general? Sinks are pretty gross. When's yeah. the last time you looked at a sink? Uh, just just recently. And what kind of state was it in? How yeah, often kind of, do you clean that kind of, sink? It's kind of gross. How stuff, often do you clean st- it? Stuff stuff goes down that sink. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, I try to do a clean of it whenever I use it. But you know, I mean, in terms of like a, a proper deep cleanse, yeah, eh, probably not as often as I should. Do you get those uh, little rings, the grubblies? Yeah, the the little uh, rings around uh, the the hole. No, that shows. Uh, no, no. Sometimes it's unavoidable, what, man. Why would that happen? I don't know. It depends what you're putting in there. Ooh. You know what I mean? Grublins. Grublins. So be while I was waiting for Jarrett, because Jarrett was like historically late today, like just like unbelievable. He's pretty unprofessional. I had a uh, marketplace open, Jarrett, and I, I I think I found something that might interest you. Ooh. For one hundred dollars. Okay. Wait, should I just send you the link potentially? Uh, you could read it to me. People like when you read. <sighs> for one hundred dollars, you can get an authenticated, signed picture of gates mcfadden bev crusher herself just one is it herself uh she's selling them herself in lethbridge uh the person selling it uh oh i probably shouldn't say their name mm-hmm. Beep. Uh, uh and uh they also work at boop. uh they said condition used good uh it's not new hat- not new, it's used good, and they said had signed at Calgary Expo years ago. Great display piece for the Star Trek fan. So <laughs> for the discerning Star Trek fan. For for the Star Trek fan. So are, how many would you like to get? Should I ask if they have more than just one? Yeah. Yeah? Completely waste their time. <laughs> oh. 
So treat them like people treat me when I try to sell yeah. stuff on yeah. uh, the internet? Yeah. Just say, do you have more than one smiley face? And then when they go, no, sorry, just the one, you go sad face, okay, not interested. <laughs> you say, damn, I was really looking like, for more. Man, if you had more than one to sell me, I would have been all over it. But would have been there. You got the one. I uh, I mean, people do that, though. I can't, I can't remember what it was. I think when I was moving and I was trying to sell Bane, I think someone asked, they're like, they're like will you ship this to like – uh, North Bay, Ontario, and I was like, no. And they're like, will you though? They're like, I I said no. I still, and they're like, still, would you I reconsider? See it, I see it's still available. Yeah, they're like still available. Want to ship it now? And I was like, no. Well, you should, but charge them for it. It would probably cost uh sixty eight dollars. Sixty eight for shipping. Yeah, that's boxed, all packed up, and uh, signed at the door. Do the, I get that? No, uh, the delivery system gets that. You get to sell your product. So mm. yeah, they, they pay shipping. I mean, why not give her? Alternatively, so, are you interested? The, hey, if it's Facebook, if it's that Facebook marketplace, it's uh, there's no rules there. There are no rules yeah. here. You, there's you, a lot of you know, a lot of things that happen on you, here. Uh, you friends and family, that bad boy. I don't do that. I no. uh, well, when it comes to you, it's a okay. You yeah. do not pay friends and family. That's a no. that's a pro tip. That's a, I'm giving that advice out there. Yeah. No, I uh, I always there's always the toggle so that friends and family can't or f- friends can't see what you post. I always do that because uh, I don't want. One time I posted something and then my brother and my brother-in-laws just flooded it with uh, uh, inappropriate comments and then the thing never sold. I think because of that. So. Oh, I don't even think you know what I'm talking about then. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, interesting. Uh, no, it is a means of payment via PayPal, RJ. Friends and family? Yeah, it's an option. I thought you meant like actually friends no. and family. No, 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 no. I don't know this weird internet code. Oh, right. I forgot. I forgot. I'm not an incel. That's on me. I forgot. <laughs> Jared, you're talking to a guy who doesn't know. Like you're the you're the you're the first incel. Yeah, well, I mean, first and last. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't know people still used PayPal. Like, what was that? Like two years ago, you brought that up. You're like, use PayPal, and I was like, people don't fucking use PayPal anymore. I was like, what are you talking about? It's ludicrous. I think you said that, and then I went. I literally used it this morning. I still find that ludicrous, though. Um, I still use it. <laughs> it's like it's most that's what most places accept payment. Absolutely ludicrous, or or, or Bitcoin. Oh, see, that's another one. That's a, just... that's a different kettle of fish. Yeah, you're not getting me on that one, buddy. What were you ain't t- get me. What were we talking about? How, how, did, I don't know. how did it come to this? Something about Facebook. I don't know. You started talking about Facebook Marketplace and I si- signed, Gates signed to Gates McFadden. I what thought are, you'd be interested. I or, thought you were a real well, fan. Are you going to go over and buy, like, pick it up now? Are we ending the show so you can go get your autographed uh, Doctor Crusher? Yeah, but. Also, though, we're not going to pick it back up. So this is the episode this week. Okay. Post this. I think most people will be pretty okay with that. Yeah. They might be startled. Um, actually, people would mostly be upset that their email didn't get read. Well, how, we can do that, and then I'll go. Okay. But that's right. it. That's it. All right. Fine. Let's read these emails. Oh, I like the headline. I like the, the subject header of this uh, mm. email. From Keegan Day. It what reads what? the... the Keegan Day, uh, uh-huh. disappointment. Oh, he's yeah. familiar with her podcast. 
Hey, J-Dog and Scooter Boy, the collector of e-scooters and neighborhood scooter nuisance. Come on. I'll set the scene. This has happened to me a few times. I'll watch a movie. I'll be, uh, sorry, it'll impress me. Damn, that shit was good. That's a direct quote. And then, mm. uh, and then I'll show my friends this. They'll also like it. Next thing I know, I'm watching this banger with the boys, but they don't mm. like it. They say, Keegan, this is shit. Fuck you. Shocking. Mm. Have you guys mm-hmm. ever been in a similar position where you were the only one who got it or knew what was good? Uh, every week. Well, uh, yeah, for me, every Jared was going to answer for me. Every week, I'm usually in the right, and uh, I have to defend myself in in platitudes. <laughs> in platitudes. Some, someone on YouTube has been very active, though, leaving comments. What kind of comments, Jared? Uh, I don't know. They're talking Fellini. They're talking about Romer. I'll let you. I'll let you find those ones for yourself. Romer comments. They're not so. They're not too bad. But I think there are some other ones. I I've stopped caring. I've stopped like paying attention. I I sometimes I don't even upload the new episode for like days. I actually I saw that actually. I don't even. It's like eh. Yeah. Well, I don't. How does our YouTube traction fare? Like horribly. No, like oh. I, I, we have like subscribers, but nobody actually watches the videos. They're, they're waiting for a movie they care about to pop up. Mm, yeah, I see. So what, if they don't care, why should I? I mean, that's that sounds like a good reason to end the podcast once and for all, doesn't it? Though, isn't that right. on our? I don't know. Is it six years? I my, I don't even know. Okay, so I think I found this person. I mean, it could be. The problem with this is that RJ is looking at Romer's, Romer's moral tales from a consequentialist point of view, when a virtue ethics point of view would be more helpful. Take the bakery story, for example. When you look at it from a consequentialist point of view, it works out for the man and his wife, even if the bakery girl probably went heartbroken. But if we look at it from virtue ethics, we can see that the man's actions are moral in and of themselves, regardless of the consequences. Uh, was I virtue signaling? Is that what, uh, uh, is this guy is, uh, I don't know what that means. I'm just assuming that's, is that what I was doing there, Jared? Uh, no. I wasn't virtue sig- uh, signaling? I don't think so. Okay. Well, that's not a bad comment. No. I mean, he, at least he gave a rationale. For hey, uh, yeah, it's the kind things. of comments I like to read. Yeah. Well, what were you doing? Oh yeah, emails. Emails. So, uh, yeah. How about you, RJ? Disappointment. Have you what? ever showed the boys something and they went, get the fuck out of here, barn loaf? I mean, there's, there is a. Catch in the hole. There's a whole wheelbarrow of movies that Jarrett refuses to watch. Uh, so, and I know he would enjoy them. Um, so. Would I, though? Ah, uh, I mean, if you open up your heart and your mind, you probably would. Okay. So, I mean, that's my biggest disappointment is that Jarrett's outright refusal to even um, to even give these movies a chance. I, uh, I always remember uh, my, my High Fidelity story. That's a movie I quite liked. Brought it over mm-hmm. to a, a house party. Um, mm-hmm. And people are like, this is terrible. What's, why would this movie doesn't make sense? But these people were passively watching, barely even yeah. watching, and they just hate shit. So you're like, oh, okay. Actually, that kind of reminded me. I, I, I did have an experience like that. Um, 
I think I've maybe told you this before. It was probably on the podcast, but it was summer of grade, summer out of grade nine, Jarrett. Remember that summer? So, <laughs> then you're like, oh man, high school. Everything's high going, school. everything's going to change. Yeah. So uh, going into high school, uh, friend, my uh, ham meets girlfriend at the time actually uh, had a birthday party. And uh, so there was like a handful of girls, handful of guys there. And she lived close to the Blockbuster video or um, the uh, the one that w- it wasn't actually a Blockbuster, but um, video update by my house or by like in between the houses. <clears throat> and we walked over and they're like, they're like, hey, RJ, you like movies? Pick one out. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that because that very reason I pick something out and people be like, oh, we don't like this. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And then uh, they picked up a movie and they're like, hey, have you ever seen this movie? And it was uh, Gus Van Sant's Elephant. Mm. And I went, yeah, I have seen that movie. And they're like, how is it? And I was like, it's a good movie, but I don't recommend you guys watch it. So, so is this today. Gr- grade nine? Grade nine or 10. Maybe it was grade 10, okay. like the summer of grade 10, which would have been 2007. When did Elephant come out? Uh, would have you been that? Elephant came out in 2003. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, this could have been grade nine. Uh, I think it was, actually. But Well, you were in, what, 13? But this um, was after it came out on video. No, this was, two like, two years after, yeah. So I was, like, 15 or 16 at the time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but they asked. I was like, yeah, it's good. I was like, I wouldn't recommend you guys get it tonight, though. I was like, it's not a great movie for a big crowd. And they rented it anyways. Hmm. And then they watched, like, half an hour of it. And then for weeks and weeks... Uh, I, I heard from these people, especially the night of. They're like, this is horrible. Why would you tell us to rent this? And I was like, I didn't. I didn't tell you to rent it. I was like, I, I explicitly told you not to rent it. And they're like, this sucks, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, I said, I don't want to tell you guys. But I, I heard about that for like, I don't know, a solid month probably. Yeah. People are just giving me shit. I told them no, Jared. I said, said, this is not the movie, you guys. This is not the one. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah? Yeah. There you go. Disa- That's my story. Disappointment. Yeah. Speaking of disappointments, you want to hear from Uh-oh. Sam Sanchez? Oh, the biggest disappointment of them all. No subject. Mm. Yo. Man. Well, well, does he know no end? Keeping it short this week. Last Uh-oh. week, you guys mentioned the new Ninja Turtle game and compared it to Turtles in Time. And I believe Jizzdog also mentioned the Scott Pilgrim yep. video game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can confirm the sh- that Shredder's Revenge is a great mm-hmm. game. It basically is Turtles in Time, but where you can play as April, Splinter, and Casey Jones on top of the Turtles. And it's actually what? developed by the same people who made the Scott Pilgrim video game years back. So what? there's that connection. It's wild, pretty cool. Wild. Wild. Yeah. All right, boys. Enjoy talking about schizophrenia. Uh, yeah, who doesn't? Like talking about schizophrenia. Am I yeah. right, Jared? Yeah. It'll be fun. I mean, well, that's uh, good to hear. Interesting. Interesting, to say the least. What a quinky dink. Ah, uh, yeah. Who would have known? I probably pieced it together in my subconscious mind. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, you're brilliant. I mean, after when you podcast for so long, I mean, yep. it's, yep. it's kind of like elevating to another life form. It's kind of like in Star Trek when you become a gaseous cloud. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like poetry, Jarrett. It rhymes. No. Do you know what I mean? What would you, so you would turn into a gas cloud? Yeah. Okay. Be, then become a villain in a, a shitty 2000 superhero movie. 
Oh, like electromagnetic gas clouds. Is mm-hmm. that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Ah, I see. I see. Interesting. Interesting. I'll, I'll be the ultimate threat. Ah. <laughs> it's just a cloud. Yes. My favorite. Yeah, it's good stuff. Rob Eagle. Uh-oh. Stop, guys, before you say something that may offend. Uh-oh. Hello, creeps. Uh-oh. Despite the UK heatwave, I truly hope Oliver and company enjoy their visit to Britain. I don't. RJ is right. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I know. Always. Wow. I'm telling you, like, always. Going for Oliver's family? Jeez. Man, that's cold. What have they done for me lately? That's what I want to know. RJ's right about we Brits' international reputation for queuing. Mm-hmm. I was well mm-hmm. aware of our supposed prowess in the queuing department, yet I'd mm-hmm. always believed it was apophical. But Oliver noticed it during his visit, so I guess there must be something to that. Yes. My question, and it's a sincere question, is what do people do in the rest of the world? Does everyone just jostle to the front? Is every shopping day in Crucial like a Black Friday YouTube video? I got to know. Do tell. <laughs> I mean, in my experience, uh, where some days people are civil and then some days everyone's a fucking asshole and no. everyone's trying to get in front of you. And it's just like, it's like, just go. I don't care. But like, don't be a dick about it. You know what I mean? People are always Costco's the worst. Costco, Walmart, people are always fucking running into you trying to get ahead. And it's like, just go. I don't fucking care. It's like, but what? it's like, if you're in that big of a rush, don't go out for groceries. Stay home. Stay home. Stop bothering everyone. You know what I mean? Or go wherever you need to go. Give her. Yeah. It's my opinion. Yeah, least. it seems to vary. And when things break down, they really break down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it goes from zero to shit pretty quick. I do like uh, the old people who don't give a fuck about, you know, lines, though. I like And that. just move right into the front. <laughs> yeah. I, I've said for years, old people are lawless. Like, they have complete abandonment of rules where it's like they do whatever the fuck they feel like without consequence i feel like and uh i for one think it's time to end this elder abuse i hope oliver found my list of tourist sites and how to find them useful whenever Mm -hmm. i go abroad i always ask those nice hotel waiters to give me maps of the area i'm always appreciative when the boys put good solid directions in front of me which Mm. they Pair by hand for my close inspection. To what? Regards, R.O. Beagle. P.S. Huh? Guys, you can only imagine my disappointment when I heard during his visit to Soho, Oliver didn't cr- come across any leather daddies. Not even once. Yeah. I was pretty disappointed in that, too, to be very honest with you. I thought it was shit. I, need, I think I need to share a a conversation, a snippet from the Smooth Brains thread. Oh, interesting. You probably should. I should. Would you like to elaborate on what that thread means, or was that no. discussed in the... Okay. Yep. Um, where uh, Sugarhead wrote, mm-hmm. R.O. Beagle going to come to Taco Time and get his hair blown back, to which Jarrett responded, not the only thing that'll be blown. And then Sugarhead responded, Ugh, Jarrett. And then RJ responded with guy with suspenders thumbs downing at a baseball game. Mm-hmm. No, no appreciation. No appreciation. 
Jared, can you can you tell people how how frequently I I I have to use that that GIF, that very specific GIF to you? I mean, is there any time you're not using it? Almost never. Almost never. Anytime Jared says anything, it is the only thing that I think is. And if you don't know what it is, just type in thumbs down. It's like the third or fourth top result. It's the guy at the baseball game and the suspenders. And it's the only way I can visualize how I feel. I always think of George R. R. Martin when I see that. I, yeah, I, that, that, that gif is uh, very funny still. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. He, he's just like, no. Nah. Thumbs, I'm, I'm holding to it. Like, I'm going to hold this for as long as I can. I, I, I like Until that someone he, registers my disappointment. Yeah. I also like that he's not like motioning his arm down. He's just holding the thumbs down steady, and he's just mm-hmm. shrugging no. Yeah. No. It's a good one. It's a good one. Classic. It's a good one. Yeah. Fruit fly just flies by. Oh, man. That's Shitty Bill, what are you gonna do? Bitch. Well, see, that's when you you go to the dump, you bring the dump back with you. It's a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what else we got going on I, over there? I beg your pardon. RG has caught it. <gasps> no, no, he, 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 escaped. he escaped your grasp. Well, good. I'm glad it's there to terrorize you, you <laughs> belching bastard. This is, this is gonna come out a year. This is gonna come out of your end. It's RJ is very distracted, which is the perfect time to be reading Justin Peterson's email. Tomorrow is yeah. another day. Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? Uh-huh. Chrisville yeah. Food Talk. Well, color me curious. What if uh, mm. about if you guys have ever gone to this Honkers Pub and Eatery? Oh yeah, oh. big Honkers boy over big here. Honkers, well, I've been to Honkers. Oh yeah, yeah. Does uh does he have follow ups before we talk yeah, about Honkers? Uh, just, or? Yeah, very briefly. There. For an app, I have to try Honkers poutine. Looks like on certain days I can order a shepherd's pie soup and open a face croquet, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And I don't see a drink menu, so how about some nice cold ice water with lemon or a beer? Justin, go have yourself a beer. They got jugs there. Jugs are usually on special at Honkers. Mm-hmm. Right out of the, fresh out of the tap. Mm-hmm. Out of some some tap. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. I think he'd be happy with that. Tell me about honkers, RJ. You seem real, your eyes lit up. Well, so uh, Andrew is a Northside kid. So uh, if people don't <laughs> people don't know, Creepsville is um, separated in three Pro- sections. There's the South Side, there's the West Side, and then there's the North Side. Yeah. And I we 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 have, we have, we kind of have an East Side, but not at all, not really. But not really. That's like industrial, and then like highway kind of, but yeah. um, and like you know other stuff. But uh, just to put it in perspective, I think we mentioned people. So the scooters again. Uh, when the scooters were brought to Creepsville two months ago, they worked everywhere in the city, except when you entered the North Side. They would. Uh, they had a chip that sensed where they were, and they just. <laughs> they, they just powered down because the people at Neuron were like, "We've heard." Well, and this about is. The North this, side. I think this is despite the fact that uh, crime is actually higher in both the West and South Side, but magically, apparently, crime's just worse yeah. on the North Side. Yeah. Oh, did you? This is maybe for news, but did you see Let's uh, or Creepsville is number one in Canada for se- the severity index. crime index? Hell, hell yeah, we are. Oh yeah. You hell know, yeah. you know, I love that Mayor Higgin, whose entire uh, platform was about reversing this trend. Uh, he's, yep. he's we're in year one, and 
Still number one, baby. Still number one. So it's, we it's, can't. It's, we can't be beat. It's, it's almost like political platitudes without any actual means of doing anything about these problems. Uh, are going to amount to nothing. Yeah, platitudes. That's but it'll be. But, it, but I'm sure it'll be someone else's fault. Well, can't someone else do it? You remember that one, Jared? Yeah. You remember that old one? Uh, anyways, just uh, so I just want to paint the North Side into perspective here for you. So uh, Andrea is uh, from the North Side, and um, sometimes like we go over there, and her dad would be like, uh, "I want to go out. Let's go," and we'd be like, "All right." And we're like, "Where are we going?" He's like, "Honkers," and we're like, "Okay, <laughs> cool." Uh, so this is like in the, this is like a little bar in the industrial area. It's like uh, in a strip nothing- mall. It's in a strip mall, but, like, all the things around it, it's not, like, where you're going to get foot traffic. Like, one of them is, like, a hot tub-like place, and the other one is, like, an army supply store or something. But this is, like, uh, if you were walking, you're about 10 minutes walk to the nearest, like, actual place where people would be, which would be the McDonald's. And there's there's residents. There are residents. There are residents. Right there. But the roads around there are all, like, like trucker roads so they're wide huge for like semis and stuff and then you have to like jump across uh train tracks to uh get back to the residences which there are of course like there's just like tons of like bungle split level bungalows and stuff like that there there's a bunch over there and then yeah this is where all our factories are so like the uh like the pepsi black velvet yeah black velvet's over there frito-lay is over there uh like the petroleum plant or not petroleum the um the oil one that one's over there so this is like this is out, out, out over there, but uh, uh, I've been honk- the, the horse plant. The horse plant, yeah, that's uh, that's about forty minutes um, I know. north. So, well, uh, we're trying to bring it in, though. We, yes, we we're want, trying we, to bring them in. We want that smell of tanning. Oh yes. Uh, so I've been there a few times, and then uh, I always kind of like it was never my first choice, but I, I was taken, and um, it's, it's very carpeted. Uh, it is. It's carpeted. And uh, seems they like have a bad, seems like a bad call in a uh, pub. Yeah, I would rec- I would say that's probably a bad call. Uh, they do have karaoke there too, which I I've, I have uh, patroned uh, once or twice, um, and they have a huge turnout for it. Also, yeah, that's that's kind of I think most places that have uh, karaoke or an open mic stuff goes long enough, it, it attracts yeah. a certain type of individual or yeah. five. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember, uh, going there kind of before a wrestling night and, yeah. uh, some live music was, uh, there, mm-hmm. uh, amateur hours. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, I've never, you've never heard drums so completely out of sync in like tune with mm-hmm. like everything else it, it, where it became comical once you noticed it because like everything else would be going, but then suddenly it'd be like, ch, ch, ch. Mm-hmm. And you just, you can't stop and do anything else. You can't do anything else but pay attention and be like, "Fuck to the drum." You have to leave. Yeah. You have to go. Well, what would you play? Nothing. I have, no? I have uh, much. What's like your this, karaoke m- song? M- much like this drummer, I have no musical talent. I have no business being on a stage performing for people. And what's, this person should have known better. What's your karaoke song though? Like, if you had to, no. If it, if it was like, we're gonna kill I'm, somebody if you don't do this. Nothing. I'll let them die. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Wow. That if you want to figure out a way Huge. to end the podcast here, folks, uh, there's there's one path forward. Wow. Yeah. Huge. Well, you uh you attended a karaoke night with me one time. You remember that? Uh, what? You didn't participate, but you were there. Did I? Was I? 
Yeah, uh, the after I defended my master. Oh, I wasn't there that long. No, I think you, I was, you I think were I, there though. I think I was there before the the real festivities began. Nah. Oh, you didn't see me on stage. No, or you did. No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Well, no. if anyone wants to like look into it, just uh, I think that's our um, Blood for Dracula episode. So go back and listen to that and see if there's talk of karaoke. Okay. Is what I would say for people. Damn. You know what I mean? Damn. Uh, what it, were you talking about? Uh, yeah, well, so well, Honkers well, is okay. What's there to eat at Honkers, RJ? I've never gotten anything there. It's a, it's just greasy pub food, right? So like, I've gotten like fries and like chicken wings, uh, n- nothing other oh. than that. Because I think the, they got rid that... of the carpeting. It looks like. Oh, did they? Well, someone drove through Honkers. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, they sure a did. Ago. Uh, <laughs> Somebody that, who drove I, into I the was, building. I, I think that was like a couple years ago. Yeah, within the last year or two, somebody drove into Honkers, oh, which is uh, sad. And then it like happened again, didn't it? Like it happened, like something else happened to him immediately. Like someone busted into their, like broke in or something. Honkers Cafe bacon cheeseburger. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No, I've I've only ever had wing wings and things like that there, but uh, the wings are, I mean, the wings are fine. Things are fine. You can get beef stroganoff to it. As an entree. Oh, beef stroganoff. No. Would you ever get that at a restaurant? Is what I, I think I have had it. You've had and, beef stroganoff at a restaurant. Yeah, and it was disgusting. And then I went, man, beef stroganoff doesn't sound as good as you would think. Like you, you haven't. Like when I hear both, if you don't know what a beef stroganoff is, you go, man, that sounds awesome. And then you eat, you uh-huh. try it, and you go, oh. See, I feel like that's on you, man. Because uh, even when uh, people try to make me beef stroganoff in their house, I'm like, no. I said, no, we're not doing beef stroganoff. But if, you have, if you don't have a frame of reference, how would you? Don't know. Maybe it's. Incredible. I mean, I guess. It sounds so, so. It sounds so fancy. Thin strips of beef with mushroom and onion, sour cream sauce served oh. over egg noodles with a side of garlic toast. It's the, it's the sour cream sauce that gets you. Yeah. Well, it's the sour cream that makes it creamy. Oh. thing I'm noticing here is fish and chips while quantities last. Oh, wow. They, they catch them every day from the lake. Korean rice bowl. Do you think there's a Korean in that kitchen? Wow. Greek chicken rice bowl. Do, do you, Do you think, think there's a Greek in yeah, that kitchen? Yeah. There you go. Sounds like appropriation, if you're asking me. Yeah, welcome to did restaurants. Ever tell you, they, did well, I ever tell welcome you that? to, like, cooking. Did I ever tell you that time, like, uh, Andrea had a friend who was at, like, someone else's house, and they were, I think I told you this, they were, like, making spaghetti, and a girl there was like, I'm not comfortable eating this. And they're like, what? Why? And they're like, she's like, this is appropriation to Italians. This is, like, the fucking stupidest thing right there. And, and uh, the, You like, did it, RJ. You found the stupidest fucking thing a person could say. Uh-huh. I know. Well, all the people there, they were like, what are you talking about? And they're like, this is appropriation to Italians. And they're like, what? They're like, it's spaghetti. <laughs> yup. So, uh... But, but maybe the, the thing that you're leaving out is that the person was, like, wearing, like, the weird, like, black mustache and a little hat. And they were it doing was... some real... Some RJ-style impersonations. Oh, pizza pie! <laughs> yeah, and then oh. maybe, maybe someone's... Maybe then, maybe, maybe then. Someone's like, oh, they're not talking about the food. They're talking about the asshole. Well, but about... I mean... If you're going to do it to anyone, the Italians are the ones who deserve it most. Holy shit. Okay, goat yeah. movie question of the week. I was contractually obligated to rewatch Gone with the Wind this week. So what are your what are your favorite long-ass movies? 
I guess I would go with the hmm. Future Creep spine number 983, War and yeah. Peace, which is seven hours long. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we won't be doing this podcast for, uh, for another 12 years to get there. Oh, we won't. No. Surely we won't. God, God no. When you put it like that, man, I'm I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Just stop now. Drink it in, folks. This is it. Yeah, it's not. It's not getting better. I, I don't. I don't have anything that resembles. I don't like long ass movies. I don't have a favorite anymore. I hate them all. I mean, out of movie movies, because everything I have on here is like documentaries and shows. Yeah. But out of actual movies, the longest ones I've seen are Nuremberg with Alec Baldwin and uh, Jesus of Nazareth, the Franco uh, Zeffirelli. There you go. So I'll go with that. Jesus of Nazareth and Nuremberg. Starring Alec Baldwin. We'll be taking our final road trip of the summer to visit Bush Gardens Amusement Park in Williamsburg, Virginia this weekend. Mm. It should be a great time as my roller coaster fanatic sons roll into high gear. Plus, there will be no in-laws in sight. Bah! <laughs> Ooh. Is uh, Bush Gardens anything like Duff Gardens? One would hope. I would hope. I'd, I'd really hope. Remember the band Bush X? I remember the band Book uh, Bush before they had to change their name to Bush X. Bush uh, X. Gavin Rosdale, he was in Constantine. Do you remember Constantine, Jarrett? Nope. He played the devil in Constantine. Not the devil. That was Peter Stormare. But he played a devil, like a demon, a demon dog, devil dog. Bush. Bush. Yep. <clears throat> Loving it. Yep. Doing great. What else we got? Well, let's see here. Um, so are you guys into rides at all? Ever gone bungee jumping? Uh, <laughs> no. no I've, I have never gone bungee jumping. I'm just a coaster guy myself as long as I've had some dr- uh, drama means since I'm getting old. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think my friend talk, Talking Rides came up some time ago. Uh, I remember being in the zipper, and that was uh, yeah. hell. That was hell. Last time I was in the zipper, it was horrible, but it was because the I was too big, too big. for it, and the yeah. bar was, like, Digging pinching in. my legs. And, yeah. like, that was all I could think about. It wasn't anything else. I was like, I don't fit in yeah. the zipper. And that was just super uncomfortable. R- rides are cool, but I think the ones that come through uh, Creepsville are yeah. real, real crap. They're the ones that have lived out their lifespans at other actual carnivals and they're like we can get another year out of this we no not anyone's died lately we just grease it up we'll be okay wow you know what i mean just grease it up just grease it up it'll be okay uh it'll be okay yeah i mean i used to like rides a lot but i get really dizzy now i think i mentioned last time i was on a ride i think i went on the swings or something i puked like right after on the swing set so the ones that go in a circle you know oh yeah and great job the corpse the other week i left a comment on youtube but for the record in the mailbag i wanted to mention he rocked and sounded like an all natural creep oh what what do you think that means i don't know like he sounded like a real creepy dude which i I mean he's a corpse he's he's undead yep aha moment of the week Ooh. My favorite band. 
So ah, typically between getting tickets and snacks at the movies, we easily spend between 90 and 100 bucks going to our big Regal Theater. But on Sunday, the kiddos wanted to see Super Pets, and the only good time was at the smaller theater. Mm-hmm. With just the tickets and a water, we spent 25 bucks. Then I thought, why do I go to the big theater in the first place since we always sit in the front row and don't even uh, leverage the stadium seating? Guess we'll mm. be going to see a lot more movies on the cheap soon. How much do you have to pay in Creepsville? And will you be heading to the theater anymore this summer? Maybe to see that black phone? Uh, 100% no. Black phone is uh, an at-home viewing. <laughs> all the way. All the way. I don't know. I think like uh, the only time I've gone to the theater in like three years was with you the one time. And it was probably 20 bucks, but that's because I got popcorn. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, what are we at? About 11, 12 bucks Canadian? Yeah, per ticket. And then uh, a pop. So it's yeah, like $11 a ticket. And then a combo, which is one regular popcorn, one regular pop. And then a, a candy from the first two sh- top two shelves is usually like $20. What about or it's the, like 18 or 19 What about the candy from the bottom shelf? You, if you got to ask, you can't afford it. The ones at the bottom. ones at the bottom. All the good stuff's on the bottom. The top stuff is like... Stuff you're like, you're like, I guess I'll eat this. Mm-hmm. It's fucking peasant candy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I wasn't really planning on going to, to go to the theater this summer right at this point because I don't even know what's out. I haven't looked for months. I'm pretty sure, just like a week ago, Jarrett said that he was gonna go see. Um, I'll look right now. For, for, yeah, for, for, live. Tell me, tell me the worst one you find there. Well, the Gray Man. I think you were gonna go to the movie mill and play the Great and watch the Gray Man. Ooh, you know that Netflix Showtime by City Creepsville. And mm. let's see here. So at the second run theater, we got The Bad Guys, Benediction, Downton Abbey, A New Era, The Gray Man, Lightyear, The Lost City. Marcel the Shell with shoes on, Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog 2. Sure. Uh, and at the first run theater, we got The Black Phone, DC League of Super Pets, Elvis, Jurassic World Dominion, mm-hmm. Minions in Two Theaters. Ooh. Nope. Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hink, Thor, Love and Thunder, Top Gun Maverick, and Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, I know you're a big crawdad guy. Yeah. Are you not? Yeah, I mean, if I was in a theater, the only thing I would even bother seeing would be nope. What about Top Gun? Nope. You don't want to see uh, Tom Cruise in that plane? Uh, Yeah, I'm good. What do you mean? I'm fine. So even after we watched Us, you're going to go see nope? I mean, it'd be like, it'll finish up the the, the trilogy. The trilogy of... uh... Yeah, right. Jordan's films. Yeah, I see. I see. I understand. I understand. I understand. Hey, I understand. Uh, what, one thing I would uh, throw out there is I, I remember going to the front row of movie theaters as a kid. But it, mm-hmm. it, as it turned out, one of the reasons I did that was because I couldn't see. Oh, because you need, you need glasses. glasses. Yeah. Probably missed your old glasses, eh? I did. I missed my old glasses. <laughs> yeah, I understand. No, maybe, maybe it's time to get those uh, those kids eyes checked when was the last time you sat in the front row though 
uh willingly yeah. uh fuck uh or, or, or because i'm sorry unwillingly yeah that's more accurate um was it Django Unchained? That sucked. Did it give you a headache? Well, because I well because it was one of those movies that had like the, the, it's so dialogue driven, and yeah. the the way that he shot it is like the heads are on like opposite sides of the screen. So when you'd edit, you'd have to completely actually like kind of turn your head to follow the back and forth. Mm-hmm. That was a miserable experience, and so uh, I went to see it a second time in theater, and that that was much better in the in the mid range. I think the last one I saw up front was uh, The Happening, and it made me sick. And I think I vowed. I was like, never again. Never again. I think one time I went to a movie, and all that was available was The Front, and I just went, no. no. Well, actually, no, not The Happening. Noah. Noah was the last one I saw, like, in, like, the second or third row. And I was just like, no, never again. It, well, yeah, it was definitely either it was Janko and Chant, but also um... – Corey and I went to see as, as a tr- Scott Pilgrim in theater, but we oh, wow. did, we double billed it with the Expendables because they both came out the same weekend, and we went right to the Expendables afterwards. But there was only like a five ten minute gap between the movies, and by the time we got into Expendables, it was packed, and so yeah. we, we had to sit in the front. That sucked. The Expendables, eh? Kind of like mm-hmm. this fly. No, nope. it's buzzing around. He's expendable. Wow. That's what you say. I know. I know you're. Oh yeah, uh, folks. I got to. I got to see RJ uh, kill spiders uh, the other week. Yeah, and they deserved Mr. it too. Mister Lover of Animals. Just yeah, insects aren't animals. Um, they might be animalia, but they're insectoids. You know what I mean? I see. Like the Enterprise insectoids. In- insects don't have um, brains. They just have little brain stems. Little spinal cords. So you can kill them all you want. They don't have. They don't feel pain. What else are you doing with those in the backyard? It, well, Jared, they don't feel pain. Sick. Sick. They don't feel pain. Thanks for the time, gents, and may the creep be with you. Best from mm-hmm. Big Roller Coaster Boy, Jay Money Peterson. Oh, baby. There you go. That's it for emails, RJ. Nice, 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 nice. This episode's going to be under an hour. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, yep. uh, that being said, RJ, mm-hmm. what you been creeping on this week? A lot. Big dunks. See, we might be done like before 9.30 tonight. Look how oh, incredible that possible. would be. It would be amazing. So what do you watch? Who, me? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we've been on a, a true crime bender. So we've been watching a lot of that stuff, which I won't talk about like a lot. But like or, you, you might perhaps have. perhaps at all. Or at all. Well, I was going to tell you about a couple, Jared. Not in, like, detail, but I would tell you if okay. I think it's worth you watching, yes okay. or no. Okay. So we watched the John Wayne Gacy tapes, uh, which were the same guy who did the Ted Bundy tapes. That mm-hmm. one is uh, interesting. I didn't know all the Gacy stuff. Okay. I never looked into it, so that was a good one yeah. for me. Uh, and then we watched two movies from the same guy. Uh, like he did one a couple of years ago and then he just had another one come out. We watched Abducted in Plain Sight. Have you heard of this one, Jarrett? I have heard of this one. Do you know Do you know what like happens in this one? I've seen this one. Oh, you have? This yeah. one's pretty crazy, eh? I don't so, remember it at all. <laughs> this is the one where like a guy oh, convinced I, yeah, like the I parents yes. like that he needed to be alone with the daughter, but then he also had like a relation a sexual relationship with both of the parents <laughs> and you're watching this and like every time they interview the parents they're like we just they're like we feel bad now we 
we just had no idea and you're like what oh it, yeah I did, now this is like some peak manipulative filmmaking it, shit yeah right here yeah. yeah you're you're watching it and you're just like what was going it's on preposterous yeah, like it's Oh, then like like how did it go? Like this this man who just like, yeah, like let me just uh I gotta be alone with your daughter. But it's like why why would they let her let this happen? Oh uh, well, you know, I was in a car with them. He's like, Yeah, I really need you to like blow me right now and he's like, Well, I guess so. I guess I have to and you're like, Huh? <laughs> yeah, that that's that's exactly this one. You watch that and you go, What? <laughs> you go, Excuse me? RJ, it's just that easy. It's just that well, see, that's why when Jared and I go to lunch together, we take separate vehicles. Exactly. Right, Jared? Exactly. Because you know what? You don't want to get abducted in plain sight. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. And that because all is... it takes is like, oh, well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess I, I can't say no. Yeah. I've, I, that... I've hurt their feelings. Yes, exactly. You you're put in that situation. You have to, and that is an actual fact. We do take oh, separate vehicles. Speaking of that, uh, do, yeah. we, do we want to regale people with our experience uh, of lunch last week? Is that where? Uh, is that? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, I think I think that's your story to tell. My story. Well, okay, yeah, because yeah. I got to. I. That's your story. You, to you're tell. only taking my word for it. Yeah, I didn't enter the premises. So, so. so for for whatever reason, when um, we 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 meet up at RJ's place, uh, we, yeah. we we leave from there in our separate vehicles. Well, yeah, it's because because after... I have to, I have to work immediately after, and it's just yes. uh, the most effective, efficient way of yep. moving yep. about. So we we've been convening at a little place I like to call Arby's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I somehow beat RJ by like. I don't know, quite a few minutes. I think because traffic, three, tra- three tra- to five minutes, tra- traffic ensnared both of us. But somehow I yeah. came out uh, ahead. Uh, I got there and I didn't see uh, RJ's vehicle there, mm-hmm. so I just went in because it was hot as fuck, and mm-hmm. I wanted to cool off some AC. Well, I walk into this place and I'm immediately hit with just this, the smell of, like, I don't know. Don't sugarcoat it. Piss. Okay. Back alley piss. Like behind a bar or like downtown, where someone's just pissed all over the place, and mm-hmm. it's just been sitting, and the entire restaurant just smells like piss. And I'm looking around. I'm not seeing any obvious culprit of or source of this uh, of this mm-hmm. stench. And I'm like, well, I see these other people are all hanging out, eating their food. I see the employees are all working away. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. maybe I'll get used to it. Maybe it's just like right here by the door. But so I'm like looking out the window, looking for RJ longingly, kind of like uh, uh, Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. looking very Just, concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it still smells like piss. And we're, we're going to sit, mm-hmm. eat food, and then we're going to like continue to sit for a little bit longer. I'm like, do I, do I really want to be smelling fucking urine? Like, for like nasty ass 45 minutes yeah exactly and i was like nah nah nah, fuck this so i I go outside as i see rj pull up and i'm like dude it smells like piss in that and he's like i believe you went oh good (laughs) yeah i went because i didn't know the severity of it i was like oh good i was like are we still going in because like i didn't know i was like are we still getting harambe's or what so at that point i was like he's like guys you want you don't want to do this i went no i i (laughs) I, i'm doing this for you as much as me uh so we went to a little place i like to call wendy's yeah uh, which did not smell like piss but i think they were having some issues with their air conditioning 
they were having some issues uh and they also uh, they had a pretty interesting um they're one of those places that takes your name for the order oh, and yeah. uh yeah, they they gave me a pretty interesting uh, name. And that, well, because I I used your name because yeah. I, I already knew like this guy was not going to figure out what my name was. Yeah, under any circumstances, it would have been Garrett for sure. Oh, it would have been something. It, it would have yeah. been unknow, unknowable. So I was just like, yeah, let's go with RJ. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we got was uh, Saint RJ R J A Y. Mm-hmm. Saint Arge, and uh, we do have documentation of, yep. of this for uh, the people who don't believe us. I can put this out uh, sometime soon here. Uh, the Saint Arge, uh, that was a new one. I've seen a lot of variations on my names yep. on uh, fast food receipts, but uh, Saint Arge, that uh, that was one I've I haven't come across. I do so. wonder if the ST was for staying. Uh, I mean. That's probably what it is, but it would have been better if you hadn't said that. Yeah, but I just it just actually hit me because I was yeah. really thrown by it. Because maybe he thought I was going to say something like Steve, which is something I would say. Because you RJ. can't you can't fuck up Steve, yeah. but you can. But but I, mm-hmm. that's that's what I figured. Stuck, <laughs> RJ. Yeah, I usually when I go through there, I usually give the name Oliver. And then uh, when I get kicked out for belligerence, I'll say this is the last. This isn't the last you've seen of Oliver Granger. I'll tell you that much. And mm-hmm. then I, I and then I flee. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So perfect crime, perfect crime. So yeah, that was an uh, interesting I, one. I heard all those people. <laughs> Me, Oliver Granger of, <laughs> Me. New, of New Zealand, <laughs> of New Zealand fame. <laughs> Crikey! And then and then I skadoodle and yeah, the perfect crime. One day it'll catch up to him. And uh, like bugs and insects, he had it coming. He had it coming. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a lunch story for the people out there. Abducted in plain sight, though. Yeah. So I watched uh, his follow up that came out like last year, Girl in the Picture, and I'd say if you liked Abducted in Plain Sight, you would like this one, and if you didn't like Abducted in Plain Sight, you would not like this one. It's very similar. It is a equally like. I mean, it's not as shocking, I think, but it, it does have stuff in there. You're just like, what? It's just, it's about a guy who kidnapped a girl, but then it turned into a bigger story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought it was, we thought it was interesting, but like. So do you imagine that there are these vulture filmmakers who are just waiting for some new sicko story to come along? Yeah. Like a modern day one, and they just go. <laughs> and Netflix goes. <laughs> yeah, we, we watched yeah. it. Sickos. We watched it. It's called Crime Scene: The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Oh, this was horrendous, horrendous. It's like a four episode thing about uh, this Canadian girl who, like, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, she went to L.A. to the Cecil Hotel, which is in Skid Row. And uh, she disappeared, and then like twenty days later, they found her um, oh, in the water this, tank. This is directed by Joe Berlinger. Yes, yeah, and he did uh, the conversations Car- with the killer one, and, which, wa- which I actually like. And he, and uh, the, the the Paradise Lost trilogy. Yes, yeah. So his other his other and stuff, like, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch too. Yes, I noticed that too. Uh, his other like his conversations with killer ones, I actually like those because a lot of it is just like uh, it's like tapes and just history. They don't like there's not too much like swaying people one way or the other. It's like this is what the guy said and this is what happened kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he was a 
he did this one. So it's like this lady who disappeared and there's like this elevator footage and then uh, she goes missing and then it turned into this huge online thing. And uh, they give it's four episodes. They probably give two and a half episodes. It's dedicated to the web sleuths is how they describe them. Web sleuths who uh, tried to solve the case. And it's just like the worst conspiracy theorist like incels you've ever seen and then it was kind of like why are you giving these people a platform like there's a guy on there who's like he's like immediately i i uh, i resonated with the case i've never met her but immediately i knew that this was wrong and then, and he, and then he has a pull from his uh vape his vape pen. he didn't have the vape pen on screen but it could have happened off panel uh but I like that like, this is the first thing I think you've given a star rating. I mean, Judge Dredd doesn't count. I mean, Dredd doesn't count. Dredd doesn't count. That was a... Chopping Mall, you gave three before. stars. Yeah. And you get, that's also a prior review. But this is yeah. a fresh review. This is fresh. I felt like I needed... All these other ones, I didn't review... Or I didn't star review because it's like whatever. But this one, I thought I should actually star review because... I don't think it's worth people watching. And that's why I was like, I don't want someone else to have to watch this kind of thing. So I was like, if my review alone doesn't like get that message across, yeah, I, I see, also don't think I it's I see good. that you are not alone in your hate on for this. Yeah. Well, what it is, is it, uh, it really like, it gives these people like, it, it gives them a platform for it. But it's like, guys, it's like, even when the case was solved, we didn't believe it. We didn't believe it. And it's just like, why are you like letting these people like run away with these fantasies? Because within like 10 minutes of the first episode, we were watching it and we're like, this lady is bipolar. Um, and uh, like you can tell. And and they're like, yeah, she had a history of bipolar. And it's like, well, obviously. Uh, and she's like acting like erratically. And it's just like, well, she has mental illness. And it's like she probably just like disappeared. And then when they find her body, it's like, well, she probably got in there because like the mental illness she has <laughs> and that's what eventually it, it ends up being but these guys are like we didn't believe it if you examine the footage the time code is skewed on this thing and there's a shadow and you're just like what? like you're watching this and there's a guy who's like i when they buried her body i just couldn't get over it so i had someone go to the graveyard and film himself touching the grave uh and i just like I cried, and you're like, what? Uh, and Andrew Jarrett on Letterboxd gave this a one-star review. Internet yeah. sleuths are the worst. True crime bloggers and podcasters are a stain on humanity. Now there's a doco that proves it. Bad luck, the doco is nine levels of shit. I agree completely. Like, uh, it is. The worst part about all this, too, because, like, you watch these people, and you're like, this is incredibly, like, frustrating because these people suck. But then the worst thing is... They find this guy, this guy uh, who is a musician who plays black metal, Jarrett, and his name is Morbid. And he stayed at the hotel a year before this lady ever went there. And they find that his music is about, like, death and stuff like that. Like, you know, black metal. Uh, but it's, like, harmless stuff where he's just like, your body will lay forever, uh, like, on bones. It's black metal. But they're, like, he's, like, face painted and has, like, blood. Like, he's very, um, he was very, like, uh... Uh, exhibitionist kind of thing but all these people start attacking him they're like you killed her didn't you you stayed at the hotel you killed her and they completely ruined this guy's life they got him banned off of like youtube they got him banned off of like soundcloud like anything that he was doing to make like his music they got him like removed from it and he he's like they actually interview him he's like at the time he's like i was in mexico he's like and it was 
documented. He was like, I wasn't even in California. Uh, and he's like, they've ruined my life. And the guy's like, I tried to kill myself because of like how bad it was. And you're just like, holy fuck. Like, I feel bad for morbid. <laughs> so that, that's the worst part about this whole thing is, do you, uh, but do you feel bad about Morbo? I do feel bad about Morbo as well. And that's why these people shouldn't be given a platform because they've ruined people's lives like morbid, who is just a nice guy who's just trying to make black metal music. And it's sad, Jared. Mm-mm-mm. So anyways, watch that. Uh, I'll tell you about the two movies I actually watched. I watched Mortal Kombat. Yeah. You know about Mortal Kombat? You're really burying the lead here. I know. You know what? I know. I know about Mortal Kombat. I, yeah. I, 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 now, we, the new Mortal Kombat. The, the mm-hmm. more, like, Mortal COVID bit. That. The HBO Max Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. This was something that I always had interest in. I think Mortal Kombat is cool. I liked those movies a lot when I was a little kid. You know, you're up there, you're flexing your glutes to the Mortal Kombat song. You're just getting ramped up, you know? Biggest mistake of this movie is they they don't use that song exactly. Like, they try to, like, change it a little bit. And it's like, that's a mistake. Just go with it. It's like an instrumental? It's like a... I don't know how to describe it. It's just it's it's similar, but it's not the same. And it's like you should just use the real song. Just yeah. pay pay those people again. Like that's what people are here for. So uh, I hear this on. I think it was like after we started podcasting last week. I was like tired. I was like I got probably half an hour in me. I was like I don't want to think about something. I'm just gonna throw on something stupid. And I threw on Mortal Kombat, and I was watching. And I was like, you know, this is a fun movie. Jared. yeah i know you love when people describe things as fun mm-hmm. and i was like i was like this is fun i was like this is mindless this is what i want uh it's got a lot of the stuff i like uh nostalgia you know like slimer Jarrett. Mm-hmm. uh like sub-zero's in there you got reptile you got goro you know about goro Jarrett? oh i'm no goro <sighs> so i was just like i was just watching it i was like yeah this is fun uh i only watched like half and then i finished it the next day and i was like you know what if I were a guy who rated movies, this would be a solid three star. Like it is, it's incredibly stupid mm-hmm. and the dialogue is dumb and the setup is dumb and things like things jump around. Like people teleport at, at times and you're just like, all right. But it, I think if you're going to Mortal Kombat, you're kind of just like, I, you're like, I know that already. I'm just going to jump into it. Uh, so there's like matchups and there's fatalities and there's one guy who like announces it and he was like flawless victory. And you're like, that's kind of silly, but you know, <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> or he like, he'll, he'll announce like fatalities and you're just like, you're like, that's fine. I guess like no big deal. What's uh Jarrett sending me here. Oh, interesting. Is that Goro? That is Goro. Is this a person, you know, Jarrett? No. Okay. That is from the Montreal Comic Con 2015. That's a that's a cosplay. So if someone looks up Montreal Comic Con 2015 Goro cosplay, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, what was I gonna say? Anyways, you get matchups. Uh, they try to build the lore. One thing I think they do well is uh, they make like a rivalry between Sub Zero and Scorpion, uh, which is like like a hundred year old rivalry. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Um. You get some Home Alone style antics in this as well uh, with Sonya Blade. Um, Liu Kang. You know Liu Kang, Jared? Yep. He's a mega nerd in this. Like the first line of dialogue you have, you're like, oh, and then he keeps going. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. like, why did they make this guy such a dweeb? Uh, mega nerd. 
Kano draws graphic novels, which I know you're a fan of because you're a cartoon Whoa. god. Wow. Uh, there's a full body burn, which I think I forgot to take, but I, I should take now. Like, and it looked like a real one. It didn't look like CGI, CGI fire, if you know what I mean. Uh, and then my favorite thing, uh, Rural Goro, where he is, uh, he's just, you know, on a farm and he's uh, doing his thing. And I was, uh, I was a big fan of that. So what I would say, Jerry, is if you were looking for something that you didn't have to think about and you're just like, you're like, I want something that's dumb and I know it's going to be dumb, but I don't care. Just throw on Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? Just do it. Just do it. You know what I probably wouldn't throw on? What's that? Venom. Venom. No. It's a good thing you didn't. Uh, but I did. Oh no! <laughs> Venom too. Let Ven- there be carnage. Oh, and I know. My God. I know Oliver Granger has written in about this show, uh, and how he is a fan, and how it is a triumph of a uh, subtle like, and it is actually it's like, it's it's a movie about like gay dudes, and but like in a co not like covert, but it's like it's not in your face. So I get what Oliver was saying about that stuff. It is that, uh, but it needed to be more gay. Do you know what I mean? This movie could have been way more gay, this and is, I think it would have been this, better. This is the movie about Eddie Brock and, and his symbiote, yeah. and, and he's fighting Carnage, who's a serial yes. killer. But yeah. it's, it's also about gay dudes. Is, is, is that yes. what I'm picking up here? This, yeah, this is, is some, a movie about gay dudes. Are we talking about subtext? Yes. Yeah. But, and so, like, I, I, I remember, so I was like, like Oliver's written in and stuff like that. And he was saying, he's like, he liked it because it's not, it is subtext and it's not like in your face. It's like, uh, like they're just dumping on you. And it's like, I get that, but I I think they could have, I think they could have pushed it a little bit more and made it more gay. And I think it would have been better. Do you know what I mean? I have, I don't because I haven't seen it. Well, you might one day. Uh, so there's, um, I mean, it's a cookie cutter story. Like, uh, so Venom 1 is really, really bad. Uh, and this one just kind of picks up right away. Eddie and Venom are like, they kind of have a good kind of partnership now. And Cletus Cassidy wants to get interviewed. So Eddie goes and then Cletus Cassidy bites Eddie. And then he gets the symbiote in his blood. And then he turns into the carnage symbiote. And then he breaks himself out. And then it's kind of like... Also, Eddie and Venom are fighting. So Venom leaves Eddie for a while. And then when Carnage is out there running amok, Eddie and Venom are trying to find each other again. You know what I mean? That's what this movie is about. Um, there's some strange stuff, though, Jared. <clears throat> this was directed by Andy Serkis. You know that? Uh, in the intro, you have young Woody Harrelson. And uh, it's a actor. It's not de-aged Woody Harrelson. It's just a new actor, which I appreciated. But they do a voiceover of Woody Harrelson's voice on the young actor, which I found strange how young like 25 maybe oh uh do you know shriek shriek is in this she's carnage's girlfriend do you know shriek do you know shriek jerry yeah i know shriek she's carnage's girlfriend in this which is a dilemma because her power is supersonics and symbiotes don't like that you see so anyways uh here's some stuff that i notice venom says that he gets brain freeze which i went why would Venom get brain freeze? Uh, Venom drops a Barry Manilow joke. And I went, Venom? He's talking about Barry Manilow? 
Uh, Venom needs brains. When did they make it in the comic that Venom had to eat human brains? Like, it's a plot point in this. He's like, I need uh, brains at to the live. beginning. Like That's or... that was from day one. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. I I I just made a note of it. I wanted to ask. Uh, we have Ducati Venom. Have you ever wanted to see Venom riding a Ducati motorcycle, Jarrett? Nope. Well, you're gonna get it in this one. Uh, one thing that's interesting, uh, Eddie Brock is a hard R in this movie. Whoa. Like he, like he, they'll say something. It's like, this guy's the killer. And Eddie will go, huh? Who? What? And he doesn't like, he, like he, he literally like he, he doesn't have like mental capacity for things. It's really strange. It's really strange. Do you want to hear some quotes from this movie, Drip? Yes, I do. Okay, uh, I'm going to tell you the quote, and then I'll tell you who said it. RJ, did you know that the Venom action figure with sound effects Mm -hmm. would say things like, Die, Spider-Man, Evil Venom, Hiss, and I Want to Eat Your Brain. Oh, that's cool. Okay. See, I didn't know that. I didn't didn't have it as a negative. I just wasn't sure. I was like, Venom needs brains? It's like, I didn't know that. Guess what he can also eat? What? chocolate that is a that is a plot point in this movie as well jer maybe go. this movie is uh historically accurate and maybe um, and, um, uh so here's some do, real do, quotes do you think goro is historically accurate yeah yeah have you not do you not know the nepalese people jared because that's where goro is from he's from nepal Let's see here. Jared sent me a picture of some Venom. Venom. They have a new Venom song, but it's not. It's not the same. We want to eat your brain, Venom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he gets it. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's a little Venom. Okay. Here are the quotes. Eddie, I apologize that I can't mend the heart. That's a quote from Venom. Yeah, the symbiote. The symbiote. Here's another one. Got any of those internets? Ooh. Cletus Cassidy. Oh boy. He goes Oh boy. Verbatim, got any so he goes to a gas station, there's a guy on a computer, he pushes him over and he goes, Got any of those internets? And there's a guy in this who who's a guy I've seen in like uh I should figure it out. He's a guy, he's always like just a B guy in lots of movies. Um I think this is him, Reed. Yeah, Reed Scott. Okay, so he was in Venom 1. I don't know. He's in just a bunch of whatever movies. But uh, Reed Scott, uh, he they find out like that the symbiotes don't like, like fire and they don't like sound. So like he goes to like fight one. And this is a quote this character has, Jared. So they tell him fire and sound is the weakness. And then he goes and he, uh, he like shoots them with fire. And he goes, fire and sound, except... For without the sound. Uh huh. It's a real quote in this movie. And this movie ends with the absolute worst version of uh, Joy Division's Love Will Tear Us Apart that I have ever heard. It is a Rastafarian, it's like a Rasta version of that song, and it is horrible, Jarrett. Absolutely horrible. Yikes. But hey, you got any of those internets? I wish you wish. So anyways, uh, I mean, I know Oliver's going to be mad, but I, I this is not a good movie. Um, 
as a little kid, I really liked Venom and Carnage. I thought they were so cool. But you know, the the '90s Spider-Man cartoon gives a, does those characters a lot more justice than uh, these movies do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then there's an ending, and it's like uh, like setting up like uh, I don't know Spider-Man stuff, and you're just like, all right, but but I wish it was better. You know? Hmm. So that's too bad. It's too bad. So, anyways, that's what I watched. Did you watch anything, Jarrett? Uh, no. You know what I was doing this week? Working with my with my spare time on my own. Building minis. Building and painting minis. Anything cool? Uh, Death Guard Marines. You know what? What's those? it? Oh yeah, you've maybe mentioned those before. Maybe at some point. Do you have any? Do you have any Venom Marines? I could, I could make, I could make them Venom eyes. I, you know, there is a Marvel Crisis Protocol miniature game where they do the Spider Mans and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know about the internets? <laughs> I've heard about the you internet. You, know, you know about Carnage and Venom? Have you ever seen those movies? Uh, no, they sound terrific. Yeah, though. well, they did miniatures. For, oh wow! I just want to say first, they did them first. They did them first. Yeah, miniatures, like way before the comics even came out, they were doing. Oh, that's them, incredible. They were doing miniatures of Spider Man. What about the internet? Was that also done at the same time? No, this is this is no? before. Before the internet, yeah. I can uh, I can do minis. You can use some Vallejo oh, wow. glossy black for your uh, symbiote. Oh wow, wow! Could could you do a carnage though for me? Yes. And how many internets would he have? So I, I don't know if you said, but in the yeah movie. Is, yeah. is he a serial killer? Is he kind of just doing the whole like Hannibal yeah, Lecter no, thing? No, so he is like uh like he's Cletus Cassidy like serial killer, which I, I did like. Like so he's Cletus Cassidy and then uh he uh he wants to yeah, he they want to do the Hannibal Lecter thing, but it's like one scene of them talking to each other for like three minutes kind of a thing. Uh, and then Venom figures something out. They find a bunch of the bodies, so then they put him to the death sentence. And then Eddie goes back, and then that's where Cletus Cassidy bites him because he's just like, he's like, well, you couldn't have known what you know. And he's like, there's something off with you. And then he bites him, and then the symbiote like goes into Cletus Cassidy's blood. And then, yeah, he's like a serial killer who's been in this prison since he was like a kid or something like that. Right. And then they do a, a cartoonish kind of crayon backstory of him, how he was a, an abused child. Mm-hmm. You know about abused childs, Jared? I would. Per- I guess not. I guess I do, but I wish I didn't. You know about the idea of an abused mm-hmm. child is how I should phrase that it's potentially. Not... Well, I mean, it's it's an unfortunate thing. It's and, unfortunate, and, and then becomes a, a great backdrop for a for a villain. <laughs> to sure, be a serial killer. Sure, they never had a chance. Just like the Cecil Hotel, bad, right? Bad stepdad or something, and then uh, something like that. He grew up in an orphanage. Oh, yeah. So that's homage as old as time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A a homage and shit. A homage as old as time. Homages. Yeah, platitudes. It's it's all stuff that I know about. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, So anyways, yeah, that's uh, Venoms. That's Venoms. Yeah. So you got any news, Jarrett? News, you ask? Well... You hear about this? We we were just talking about this at you? at a not piss drenched Arby's, but yeah. uh, on your patio where you were killing insects. Um, mm-hmm. 
but you were t- we were talking about um, the the state of the DC cinematic universe. Yeah, and kind of like how poorly done it seems to be. Uh-huh. How it seems like it shouldn't be so hard mm-hmm. to to pull these things off. And you kind of informed me about this Batgirl movie that was that was coming out, and I well, just thought to myself, you know, I was like, huh, you don't really hear a lot about it. It doesn't seem like this thing's going to really happen. But it's got that Michael Keaton Batman in it, so it's, that's another piece of this, like, you know, failed Flashpoint universe mm-hmm. that they're doing, or multiverse. And then, uh, just, was it yesterday, two days ago, these, uh, it's canceled. There's no Batgirl movie now. Yeah. They should, so, this, the, the movie's, like, deep into production. So, uh, yeah, the, the directors made a statement, and they said it's not, it's not close to done. But oh. they f- they finished filming. Oh, I see. So it, they finished filming. And I think what they were doing was all post stuff now, and then maybe would have to do go back and do some reshoots. But it had finished the initial filming, is what he had said. That sure sounds like a bit further along. That sounds closer to done than not. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the one thing I, I mentioned to Jarrett last week was um, because uh, we were talking about this stuff, and um. I was just kind of like, you know, it's weird. I was like, because Jared actually watched those Shazam tra- and Black Adam trailers. And I was like, it's weird that DC only showed those two things because they have three other movies that are supposed to come out like this year. Like they've already put out trailers for The Flash. But Ezra Miller's such a nut bar now that I don't know if they'll ever put that out. Uh, and I was like, Aquaman 2 is supposed to come out. But Amber Heard is in that. So that's also bad. Uh, and then I was like, and there's a Batgirl movie that they filmed. And I was like, and they didn't even show a preview. I was like, it's kind of weird. I was like, why didn't DC do anything? You know? And uh, I guess yesterday we found out. So I, the internet was abuzz, Jared. And a lot of people are like, this is, is insane. Yeah. Never in my 30 years in the industry have I ever heard of something like this. <laughs> the, the industry being uh, being alive. <laughs> yeah. And um, the biggest thing that I noticed, too, is like a lot of people are like, Sony will, Sony they're saying they're like they'll put out morbius twice but warner brothers won't put out batgirl and in my mind i was kind of like this is kind of weird but like isn't this maybe a good thing because one of the things they're like they're like they're recouping their losses test screenings were bad they're not going to put it out and i was like isn't that better than test screenings when the movie doesn't exist oh actually that's true that's true well somebody's somebody's not saying the whole truth whether it's like you know what i mean I don't know. It, it has been finished filming for a while. Like I think it was there originally was like some guy looking at the dailies and going, "Nah, yeah. man, nah, dog, this, this ain't gonna fly, dog." Yeah. Well, the other thing, this was supposed to be just an HBO Max movie too, like no theatrical oh, release. Weird. Yeah, and I I saw a lot of people. You're gonna have J.K. Simmons and Michael Keaton in a movie and not put it out, and it's just like those guys are in a lot of really bad movies. Well, maybe just they'll, they'll throw it out there someday. Well, apparently something like the bigger like idea now is that it's a tax, like it's some kind of tax write-off thing, where it's like if they don't release it, they can recoup more money on the taxes from the tax man. But like a contingent to that would be that they can never release it and they can't sell it to another company. But the taxes, Jared. The taxes. Taxes. So uh, the other news is they're canceling other movies. Like uh, there was a Scooby-Doo animated movie that apparently was was done. 
finished and they canceled that. And the Scooby-Doo guy was pretty, um, he's pretty broken up about it, Jerry. Beside himself. Yeah. He said, I worked really hard on this movie. And he said, and that's just like not fair, man. So I feel for the Scooby-Doo guy. Damn. Yeah. What do you think about the whole situation? The sitch? Yeah. I I don't care. Are you make good saying... make, make good movies, people? Just make good ones. Don't make bad. Yeah. Don't make quit making bad movies because these movies like I watch these trailers my idea. and I go, these movies looked awful. That's what I'm thinking. I, I I imagine the movie's probably bad, and it's probably the right thing to do not to put it out. Yeah. Get, I don't know. You know what they should do is they should uh, bring in Tito Ortiz. Uh, in what capacity? I mean, just come out and stand there with his arms crossed, and everyone reacts. Just Tito Ortiz, just on its own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bring ben, uh, bring Ben Affleck back again. Okay, you know I think I'm in for it. Yeah. I'll take some Tito Ortiz. Who's Tito Ortiz playing? Himself? Mm, Zaz. Kelsey Grammer as Commissioner Gordon. Uh, yeah, Kelsey Grammer as Commissioner Gordon, Niles as um, Catwoman, mm. I would say. Wow. And uh, the dad would be Rey Mysterio in the movie. That's a. It sounds like uh, we're back to square one with bad problems going on. Why? You don't think he could play Rey Mysterio? I think he's a little old. Why? What are you ageist? Yeah. That's pretty bigoted, yeah. me man. Yeah, and that's just sad. Man, I, I'm just I just clicked on Twitter and the things I'm seeing. I don't I don't even know what's happening about Batgirl. Everything. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There uh, a lot of people are saying a lot of things. Okay, a lot of things. You know what? You know what? Some maybe maybe some DC exec went. You know what? This needs to be more like clean shaven. Where? In ba- Batgirl. Mm. We're, we're, we're going to get a clean shaven cut. Careful what you uh, say here. Yeah. You could be implemented. Oh, no. Like giving people ideas? Well, uh, the Alex Jones trial is going on right now, so be careful. Yeah. Yeah, be careful is what I'll say. They got his phone. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. They have this podcast that they want it, but they'll just go, ah, I'm good. These are characters we play for the podcast, so, mm-hmm. so it's okay. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Well, we can just start talking about a movie here. Sure. Hot Diggity Dog. And mm-hmm. it was this like an hour and 15 minutes? Not bad. Love it. Not Love bad? It. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. So, poof. after the break, we're going to go for a car ride. We'll get, we'll get some get some newspapers and put them up on the windshield. We'll figure things out as we go. Separate cars or together? Because you know what happens when you ride together. You pray together. It's not what happened in that movie. I'm
away. Listen to me. I don't think I can let you another song. Don't think about anything else when I'm talking to you. Just listen. Next year won't be so bad. It's not healthy to sit inside all day and not do anything. You've got to do something. Do you understand? Criterion Cruise podcast, and tonight we're talking about Clean Shaven from 1994, mm-hmm. directed by Lodge mm-hmm. Kerrigan. Oh, I love that guy. The tagline for this film, RJ. Sure. Partition on a strange madness. What do they mean by partition? Um, well, it's partition. It's like a barrier. I don't. It's, I don't know where. I don't know where that separates things. I, yeah, I don't know where that partition is. Does it contain platitudes? Is what I want to know. Oh, what about the magnitudes? Mm, 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 could mm-hmm. could you could you cut it with a knife? You could cut it out. You know, do you think people listening will get that hand gesture? Gorilla, Goro, Goro. Peter Winter is a young schizophrenic who is desperately sure. trying to get his daughter back from her adoptive family. Mm-hmm. He attempts to function in a world that, for him, is filled with strange voices, electrical noise, disconcerting images, and jarringly sudden emotional shifts. During his quest, he runs mm-hmm. afoul of the law in an ongoing murder investigation. Sure. So, RJ, tell mm-hmm. me about Lodge Kerrigan pretty i would say monumental filmmaker like uh there was the time before lodge kerrigan and there was everything after yeah this is this is the the beginning the lodge kerrigan era yeah yeah like for sure and the biggest thing about him was uh a lot of people like don't understand his influence you know what i mean like you know serpico that's Mm. completely based on lodge kerrigan Uh, that's probably news to Lodge Kerrigan who would have been 10 when that movie came out oh no it's crazy he he was involved in that he was also involved in no yeah it is it is like uh I mean I think uh Gladiator is based off of this film as well um hey you know that show The Girlfriend Experience not the movie the Soderbergh movie but the TV show uh I think I've heard of the title but I've never seen the film apparently he's the uh, creator and director of that adaptation Oh, yeah? That's what he's up to these days. Oh, good for him. He worked on a bunch of TV. But this, this, I guess, was his his feature film debut. Oh, and, that's good. And what a debut. What a, what a twist, you know what I mean? So this is a movie that I first watched like 10 years ago. 
Nice. Um, it came uh, upon a recommendation from a, a friend of mine uh, that really? I, I've known for a long, long time, who himself has had uh, struggles with mental health uh, over over his whole life, pretty much. And he was like, "Man, this movie it like it really fucked me up. It really it really captures what it's like sometimes." Hmm. And so I, I, I was kind of uh, interested to see mm-hmm. what that meant. I don't want to pry, but is that does that person have schizophrenia? No. All right, no, just not, not, okay. that I'm, not that I'm aware of, okay. or not that they're they've talked about specifically. But no need to elaborate yeah. past that. Just curious. Yeah, but uh, I think there was elements of their problems well there's uh there's like um modest schizophrenia like uh type symptoms and other ailments as well but like yeah. schizophrenia itself is like a whole other bag right but right. we'll talk about yeah. it we'll talk about so it. yeah so this is a movie that I, I came to at that point and being like in the criterion collection i was like oh cool like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll check this out um i'm i'm not going to turn up a my nose that's sort of what what sounds like and it's often kind of thrown out there sometimes in these like horror films that aren't horror and i think i had some <laughs> clean shaven put on lists like that so that highbrow uh, horror highbrow horror like mm-hmm. re- real horror sure um, and this like kind of um thematically maybe not thematically but the way it's made um the sort of independent filmmaking uh mm-hmm. sense it's distributed by strand releasing way back in its day which uh, makes total sense. This this has like a real strand releasing. If a person looked them up, I think they're New York based. Sorry, actually Culver City, California based. Mm. But um, but I feel like a lot of their stuff. I don't know. It feels like they put out things that are New Yorkish to me. Um, but looking it over, oh look at that! They were involved with the uh, a reissue of Contempt in nineteen ninety seven. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People can listen back um, to that episode. Put Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Who Killed Teddy Bear. And mm-hmm. the, uh, the Graduate, actually, is probably one of the more high-profile reissues. Mm. Kiss of the Spider Woman. Comic mm-hmm. Book Confidential. Uh, all great films, right? Yeah. Terrific. And, uh, yeah, they're one of their uh, guys is Greg Araki, uh, mm-hmm. which this fits in fairly well of course. with. Uh, Catherine Burlett and Claire Denis, all, all of our favorites. Um, Gaspar Noé. Of Some course. of the best. You know Gaspar. You know about Irreversible. I've uh, I've heard of Gaspar. I've heard of Gaspar. And you know that uh, Apachupong uh, Weristhesical? Is that how it's pronounced? Oh, yeah, it's classic. You know that guy. It's one of the classics. Yep. He's one of the classics. One yep. of the classics. Yeah. Anywho. Um, so, yeah. I went into this, watched it you know, a decade ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I didn't really leave too much of an impression, but I, I feel like there's not a lot of plot to talk about with this movie. It's sure. A, it's very much an experience. So uh, this was the uh, revisit, and last week I I, I had a f- uh, prediction. I'm like, I don't think this is a, an RJ pick. Sure, sure. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the movie opens up. Uh, it is very elliptical in its editing uh, to the point where you wonder if you're watching things in chronological order. Mm-hmm. But I think that's more uh, the effect of our protagonist, our uh, played hero by hero protagonist, hero protagonist uh, played by Peter yeah. Green, who I, his most like famous role is Zed 
from in the mask pulp fiction i know him as the bad guy from jim carrey's the mask yeah he's the he's the heavy yeah yeah in the mask yeah so i mean some people know him as zed in pulp fiction but like if you want to look at real cinema that's where people are going to the mask you know what i mean or or sykes in judgment night I mean, I genuinely what, forgot what, what, he was in Pulp Fiction. What is his uh, name in The Mask? Uh, Tony Bucco. Dorian Tyrell. Dorian Tyrell. And, and, and he plays mercenary number one in Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. Oh, that's uh, a Jared pick. And for, oh, yeah, he's in uh, Usual Suspects. He's Redfoot, the fence. Oh, yeah, his feet are red. It's crazy. Crazy. Ooh, he's uncredited role in Training Day. Oh, oh no, yeah, he is in Training Day. He's one of the the goons, the cop goons. Yeah, and uh, a bit of TV later on. Yeah, the Life on Mars TV show, the U.S. version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Uh, he had a, showed up on Hawaii Five O. Remember that? Remember that short-lived uh, remake? Of course. Show. Of course. Good. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He was in The Mask. He was. And Do you I'm, know about The Mask, Jared? I, I, I loved The Mask as a kid, but uh, I don't think about it too much. And you still do? Is that I, what you meant I, to I, say? I, I still don't think about oh. it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I continue to even sure. right now. That's that, that had Cameron Diaz in it. Uh, Yeah, it did. In, with, uh, with long I think, hair. I think her first role. Early. I think that was her first movie. Pretty early on. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, the movie our, our uh, character, um, P, uh, not Peter Green, Pierre Brousseau. Peter Winter. What, what is this character's Peter Winter? Is his name also Peter Winter? Something like that. His first yeah. name is Peter, so the actor and the character's name. Okay, that's what was throwing me off. I'm like that can't mm-hmm. be accurate, but no, it is. Pete. Uh, he's just been released from some sort of institution. Mm-hmm. It could have been a jail. Maybe it's a mental institution. Oh. And he has to uh, acclimate to reality. Uh, he's got to acclimate to stuff like uh, like the news of hearing that The Mask was, in fact, Cameron Diaz's first movie. Well, I mean, this is, uh, what, not that long before The Mask? Uh, I don't know. In terms of time... Uh, it went Laws of Gravity, Clean Shaven, Judgment Night, Pulp Fiction, The Mask, The Usual Suspects, Under Siege 2. This guy had a pretty wild couple of years. I was looking up Nick Gomez, the director of this uh, crime movie, Laws of Gravity. Oh, I thought you were going to say of The Mask, because Chuck Russell did The Mask. You know what else Chuck Russell did? Two of the greatest horror horror films ever made. The Blob and Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Mm. See what I'm saying? I hear ya. This is a mask podcast now, by the way. The mask. <laughs> well, I mean I gotta read people... those uh go read this read those John Arcudi comics. I mean you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. So yeah, he gets released and uh he's walking around, right Jer? Well he has he has a kid's a car. Yeah, he gets a car, and then he's got to, you know, tape up the windows and stuff. Well, what happens, though, when he's in that car? Um, Soccer, soccer ball bounces against the windshield. And there's, <laughs> and, and then there's, there's this, like, very antagonistic young-looking young girl looking at him. 
And, yeah. then, and then he gets out of the car and off camera, it sure sounds like he savagely murders her. I don't. Did you watch this with subtitles on? Uh, I, I started to about halfway through. OK, so I watched with it with subtitles. Uh, I, I should have got a picture. But during that scene, it's something like punching, like colon girl crying or something like that so uh the subtitles uh made it very clear that he was bludgeoning savage beatings yeah yeah, yeah. it's something like that yeah and then uh, we, we don't see it we only hear it mm-hmm. and then he drives on and there's like maybe a guy who witnessed this happening or maybe not at all he seems ambivalent in, in, in the film itself does it actually explicitly say schizophrenia no okay not that i'm aware Okay, so you didn't catch. I didn't see it, and you I didn't, didn't see it. So, yeah. um, if anyone would like to uh, prove us wrong on that front, um, only in the promotional material is this mm-hmm. no, is this notion of schizophrenia that this character suffers from uh, yeah. mentioned in the film itself. You're just you're along for the ride, mm. and, yeah, you, I did, and you know I didn't something, it, but... and you know something is happening with him. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's something amiss. There's something amiss, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I figured it out, but that's because I'm like like really smart. Ahead, ahead of the curve. Yeah, ahead of the curve a little bit. So I, I knew what was going so, on, but I don't think it's explicitly said. Yeah, and so there's um, in the trunk of this car he's got where he also, yeah, he uh, he smashes out the, the driver's side window. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, with his arm, which ma- made me have flashbacks to Goldberg doing this on WCW wrestling back in the late nineties, where Bill Goldberg, he, yeah, he almost died because he because he hit the glass with his it, arm. It, it was non gimmicked glass. Mm. Why did he almost die? Well, because the, one of the glass shards like cut one of his like major arteries and he almost bled out. Oh, oh shit! Oh. So he almost died. Uh, because he's just, he wanted to be such a fucking tough guy. I want to break real glass, not you know fake sugar glass. Do you think that was his decision though, or Vince's? That, though this is WCW. This is nothing. Oh, to Vince. this is uh, this was Goldberg's decision. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he almost took himself out. Huge. Uh, yeah. So yeah, when uh, Peter does that, I was like thinking about that and being like, oh fuck, like that is not mm-hmm. that's not a smart thing to do because he doesn't even like bandage his or wrap his arm up in anything like he kind of they do in the movies like oh just put some cloth on it that'll protect me from the glass it's like no he just does it and then he puts the cloth on to, to uh, brush the broken glass aside off the uh car seat mm-hmm. yeah i like that that's what a, that's what like like real man's man would do you know like a real manly burly man like a bill goldberg kind of guy yeah. uh and there's an orange garbage bag filled with something in the trunk. It, it has a structure. Yeah, it has a childlike structure. I mean, mm-hmm. but at one point, I just assumed that, oh, he had a gun wrapped up in it. Because he pulls out a gun, like this rifle mm-hmm. uh, that was in the back while he's out in this field. This nondescript um, field that could be anywhere in, mm-hmm. in, in the middle of like a, not a plainsy area, but sort of just flatlands, kind of trees, farmland. I believe it was filmed uh, yep. in New York uh, State, but... It could be could anywhere. Been. It could be anywhere you behind, behind you. No, that's my cat. And the fruit flies. Have you seen him? The fruit fly? Yeah, have you seen him? No. Get that son of a bitch. 
So uh, yeah. as the story progresses, uh, he winds up going back home living mm-hmm. with his mom. They have uh, clearly a strained relationship, and uh, she finds it, I think, extremely exasperating being around this person who can just deviate really fast and start turning violent, and then also takes one admonishment, and he's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where uh, she gets interviewed later on by... Uh, mm-hmm. Or is, is it by the police detective? Or no, I think she's talking to... Um, I'm not sure. She, she Yeah, to. she spills the beans about, like, her son yeah. in, like... Uh, yeah, no, it is to the detective. Okay, Because the detective talks to her and the detective talks to the s- sister or the ex-wife. Uh, yeah, there's the, the woman that winds up taking the daughter or not wife, adopting the daughter yeah. yeah the mother or the, the yeah, surrogate the, mother the, the foster mom foster yeah. mother or adoptive Some. adoptive mother of this yeah. guy's child so anyway yeah like there's a lot of you fill in the gaps of the movie as it goes along where mm-hmm. so this guy was not well enough to live on his own um his the mother of his child is dead mm-hmm. and they don't really explain those circumstances uh no it's uh it's left up for you to explain you the viewer you the viewer can fill in those yeah Uh, so while we have this story about this guy who's just been released from institution and Mm -hmm. he's he goes to live with his mother Mm -hmm. uh, and and what what do you think of that uh spread that lunch spread that he was uh making he had his like own little uh, sandwich uh, his ham meat uh, he had some go. ham meat. He had some ham meat. Uh, some ham meat. What, was, what was that? What was that? Oh, the tomato. RJ. And uh, that's Dijon mustard. Was that Dijon? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a grainy Dijon. Okay. Uh, I, I, I liked his approach though. He, he mustarded both slices of bread, and I was like, that makes yeah. sense. But what do you? What yeah. about what about that? Uh, that tomato technique. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I've, I haven't seen a tomato scene like that for quite a while. I know a lot of the internet nerds. Always talk about Lord of the Rings tomato scene, like, uh, but uh, his tomato uh, skills. I had wa- I was watching, and Jared. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, couldn't believe it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Dijon. Uh, yeah. Now that you say it, it sounds right. It just just didn't... the grainy kind. Yeah, very you grainy. Know. Yeah, but it's uh, so what it was a couple slices of bologna, some Dijon, and uh, a whole tomato. Ugh. Like a whole, like almost a whole tomato, yeah. do you think? But so he wants to get his his daughter back. Yep. Give, of me ba- give him back his daughter. Uh, yeah. His, daughter, his, his daughter's rocking quite the bangs. Yeah. Quite, quite the quite the haircut. It's a look. Very severe. Yeah, it's a look. No, and yep. yeah, because he's and he's kind of also now stalking the adoptive mother. Of Just a his bit. daughter, a little bit, yeah. But this is all along to go along with the this B plot with mm-hmm. this with the detective with the, mm-hmm. with the cop, and uh, there's a dead body, a, a hunter, a very grotesque uh, autopsy scene. Yeah, he like pokes her stomach or something, and you're oh, just like, boy. "Why did you touch the yeah. body?" Yeah, there's some so because there's strange. there's a very strange credit at the beginning of this film about yeah. special effects and makeup. And you're like, "Huh? How about this is just a film about schizophrenia?" 
But that dead bodies though. And then that dog, dead body, and then like when people, uh, some somebody, uh, Peter, uh, is having a hair, giving himself a haircut in the shower, and we get some mm. some sickening chunks of flesh and hair being chopped out uh, in the shower. Uh, later on, we also get a a very nice and horrific uh, uh, manicure. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Where, where like the whole finger nail just gets just chopped out cut out Wait, he's kind of pulled off eh? like oh. kind of like yeah. did uh brundle, did you like that br- brundle fly style yeah was that your kind of thing uh no oh okay yeah maybe okay. maybe go oh <laughs> but it lingers on it in this way we were like oh lodge you you gotta let the world know about how things really are yeah 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 he, he, he's let him know lording it up that's one word for it. Yeah, lording it up, you know. Mm-hmm. E-lord. <laughs> People have said things similar yeah. to that. Yeah, this is uh, some 1994 action. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, it's like, did he kill her or not? And then we also have this detective who's got his own like antics going on. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's got some mental health problems. Um, maybe. He's hanging out in a bar, and the bartender yep. is having a little chat about day-to-day things and then a man comes and robs the place yeah uh but you're like did it really happen i don't know did it exactly it puts everything into perspective man oh shit yeah do you ever think about that i hadn't and oh, now okay. i don't know what to think yeah so th- this guy's like well this, this person clearly has killed this girl maybe because there's cigarettes that match cigarette uh, match yeah it's really flimsy like uh <laughs> there there's a cigarette and he's just like he's like there's a cigarette that guy smokes it's gotta be him and then later at the thing they're like they're like what's up with the cigarette and he's like well it's the damnedest thing there's no dna on it and then and then you can see this guy like fuck this detective <laughs> we just get yep like, we, get, we get a nice little sex scene for some reason <laughs> Yeah, I found that strange. I was like, I don't really want to see this guy who he's kind of like a mix between like a Baldwin and like um, who's that? Who's that guy from A Good Marriage? Do you remember that show? That Stephen King movie, A Good Marriage? No. This guy's in a ton of stuff. Hold on. Oh, not the Eric Romer Good Marriage. Holy shit! Uh, I'm talking about Anthony LaPaglia. Do you know Anthony LaPaglia? No, not a fan. He uh, he was in um, Road to Perdition, and he was in Empire Records. Jarrett, hmm. you're you're gonna know Anthony Paglia. Empire Records. It's Jarrett's favorite show. It's his oh. favorite. I think he's the record store owner in that movie. Joe Reeves. He is in that. Wow, you couldn't have sent me a, a photograph. <laughs> you just sent me to a link. Really, uh, thinking of our time. I can't. Do screenshots. He's also but oh, he's more, the best but, friend but in more Soy bald. Married and Axe Murderer. But but more bald. Yeah, he's like a mix between this guy and a Baldwin. A ball, a Baldwin. A Baldwin. See what I'm saying? Sure. Yes, I see what you're saying now. So yeah, yeah this guy's detecting, um, and then we have the arc. This is only 79 minutes long. It should be is it? Out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh no, it is actually. It. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was like, woo. Ooh. Did you do a little like a little yes? Yeah, I did. I did a little. Uh, I did some slams. I was doing some slams on this one. 
Yeah. So Peter out can't, of excitement. So Peter's got problems with mirrors, his own reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, there's see, there's a scene in this that like it's not a scene, more of a shot where there's like a ch- like a photograph of a child that's been torn in half from like the top down, and when the first time you see it, there's this like, screeching audio sound. Mm. <laughs> and and like, here it comes. Or, it's like a scream though. Ah, mm. ah screaming. I, I this is very post David Lynch sound design. Mm. Well, what would you do if you there, saw? But, but there's no. But I, I feel like, but it doesn't have the panache to pull it off in a way that mm. makes any sense. Because there's the shots of those. Uh, I think maybe Lodge was a big fan of uh, Twin Peaks Firewalk with me, and mm. the shots of like power lines and like kind of this rural crime stuff. Uh, but he wanted to strip it down, mm-hmm. make it more real, like how real people live. And but he wanted those trappings oh, of wow. uh, artistic expression. Oh wow! Um, of grittiness, of mm-hmm. of just chunks of hair in sinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as uh, you you totally glossed over the open sores that uh, are also in that scene. Wow, he's cutting his hair. There's open sores oh, there, but those are like so, those are such fake looking sores. Those aren't. I don't know, those man. Aren't sweet wounds. I think for authenticity, the mask guy actually cut up his head. I, I, no, that's effects, my friend. Yeah, no, it's authenticity. I, I think it's the idea there is that oh, this is a person who thinks that they have like listening devices in their head, and they they're trying to cut up the microphones. No, I'm pretty sure. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure it's real, but I realized you were saying something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he was cutting something out of his head. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you get these glimmers of the the the, the daily difficulties a person suffering from this disorder would have mm-hmm. but does it do that job uh are you asking me <laughs> this is a my rhetorical oh okay uh, <laughs> uh anyway so he finds his daughter he yeah kidnaps her sure they go for a car ride he introduces himself as sure your, as your pap yet and yep. john uh, p paps and just as they drive out to a field it's like a perfect world it's like paris texas um, he was like this young girl ch- chatting in the car in the field, mm-hmm. and then the detective rolls up. What's he do then, Jer? I uh, he pulls out his gun because this is a, a dangerous man who's kidnapped his daughter, who's capable of anything. And of course, he doesn't. Re- I don't know. I don't think he realizes it's his daughter. All he sees is like little he, girl he, feet dangling from behind yeah, the car. Yeah, he just sees some feet. Yeah. And then uh, the, Peter, of course, sees this cop coming down on him, and he goes to get hit the rifle that's in the trunk. Mm-hmm. And he gets shot. And he gets gunned down in front of the daughter. The the the, the cycle of violence know, violence continues unabated. Yeah. This is the tale of America. Yep. Uh, the cop pr- proceeds to kind of like cover his own tracks, I guess, by saying, yep. "You know, Greedo shot first. He says, "Listen, the way that guy was dressed, you would have shot him too." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Going out, something like that. Going, he says. Going, going out of the house like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you get this. There's a weird montage now around this detective that seems to suggest that maybe he like try to cover up this entire thing. And I don't. know This is how I was like. I was very confused by the yep. this. Where I was like, wait a minute. Are they saying that he killed like the guy's girl too? But he does. He didn't. Mm-hmm. But the idea was that oh right, that garbage bag in the trunk. Oh, he went to go see if there was like that little girl that was in there that was missing, and it's not. It's just like but there's like a shoe in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, there's not. And you're like, okay, I, I, I haven't thought about that at all for a long time. 
which uh, Lodge mm. Kerrigan, uh, he's got a he has a line about this. Uh, let's see here. I set it up that Peter, who suffers from schizophrenia, could be the killer, leading the audience down that path. But I withhold proof. There's no conclusive evidence that he is, and if people feel that he's guilty, I hope that the picture holds them responsible for drawing that conclusion. No, and to which on. I go, what are you are, are you having a conversation with yourself here? And I go, and yes, yes, I think yeah. so. I mean, the opening scene is him literally beating up a girl. So, well, off camera, maybe uh, it's subtitles maybe, though. Well, because it's but it's off camera. Subtitles though, off camera. Yeah, the, the thing with the subtitles though. Yeah, you it's, know, it's ambiguous. It is ambiguous. It's highly ambiguous. Uh, and then the film kind of ends on this note of the the little girl on a boat. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just What's ends. What's she doing? I don't know, singing? Yeah. Play, playing on a boat? Someone's boat? Being a kid? Being a kid. And you're like, what What? What? what just happened? You go, huh? <laughs> well, clean shaven? So, RJ, um, I know you're yeah. annoyed by titles. So when, who was clean shaven in this film? I mean, he does shave in the He movie. attempts to. Yeah, he's shaving yeah. his chest really poorly. And uh, p- taking big chunks out of his face too, yeah. And you go, oh, and it's in close up. Yep. I mean, I I take this uh, I take this title as like some kind of like moral ambiguity because if you look at the comma between clean and shaven, Jared, it's really imp- it's it's really implicating something more than just that. You know what I mean? It's more than being clean or shaven. It's somewhere in like a gray area. Lodge Kerrigan also says, I really try to examine the subjective reality of someone who suffered from schizophrenia to try to put mm-hmm. the audience in that position to experience how I imagine the symptoms to be auditory oh. hallucinations, heightened paranoia, disassociative feelings, anxiety. So how he imagines it? Like, does yeah, he I mean, know that's... somebody with schizophrenia? Well, he imagined it. Roger Ebert oh. awarded the film three and a half stars out of four and described it as a film for, quote, Anyone with a serious interest in schizophrenia, or for that matter, in film. I mean, I think anyone with a serious in- interest in schizophrenia would like. You could like read some stuff on it instead, like get a book. On schizophrenia. Is it would be my advice? And if you if you want to watch film, I mean, Venom exists, so mm-hmm. just go watch Venom. They got the internets over there, you know what I mean, dear? No. Uh, did you catch the name of the production company uh, for the film? I um, I believe I did. Kerrigan's production company, uh, DSM3 Films. Uh, yeah, that made me think of the DSM, uh, like the disorder Four. book, right? Diagno- yeah. Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Yeah. I uh, I did catch that, and I was like, is that what this is? And then it turned out to be that it was, and I went, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's all I said that was, oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, my feel, my thoughts on this movie, I don't know. I, I think that it's cool. a cool. – Cool, cool. It is a – for first film, it is, like, pretty well made. I, I, I've been saying this quite last week, too, but I, I think that 
if I were still in the a twenty year old looking for interesting movies to watch from first time directors and trying to think of mm-hmm. minim, minimal ways that you could make movies with very little resources, this would be an interesting movie to take a look at. Um, as before, its emphasis on sound, audio stuff, tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not look at this as in terms of what you should be making because I, I felt uh, overall this is a very slight story and if and because it's like i don't know this idea like i just want to make something about schizophrenia i want to tell do a real depiction of it but we're going to throw in a story about a murdered girl whether or not she really did it or not and there's a detective after him Mm -hmm. and it's like does this story need that element and it's it's a very 90s sort of way of doing it and then you're like but it's also got corpses and dudes (laughs) carving up their heads and faces (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like what are you going for here mom mike mr kerrigan lodge well he's going for the clean shaven approach the clean shaven approach yeah um yeah. yeah so there is i think it's a very uh easy movie i think to make fun of for these reasons sure uh, sure because this is because even the cover of it this, it's kind of this like over like for the uh, criterion, this overblown white figure, this man just looking down longingly, and it's clean shaven, which has no, no suggestion of what it's about. And the word schizophrenia is never spoken in the film, but it's like in the packaging, the director talks about it. Well, yeah, it's about this. I don't need to actually say what it is, or even a, like, even in an offhand remark. Cause like, that'd be lazy. It'd be too much of a crutch. But you have to like you have to read my uh, my electronic package uh, interview to really get into it. (laughs) My NFT interview, yeah, to get to to the bottom of what this movie is about, to know about its real meaning. Because I don't know if you threw this on to somebody without them reading the back of the box, I think they would figure out. Well, there's something wrong with this person. They're 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 experiencing something, and Mm -hmm. it's they're they're not on their meds, which doesn't get talked about at all also right like medication no yeah which is interesting well i mean maybe maybe, of... maybe couldn't afford the medication like there's there's these practical yeah. like i mean i don't know i don't want this to be like an oscar movie about like the real struggles of a schizophrenic either mm-hmm. i don't need those types of beats either but i mean they do kind of add to a story in some ways that where you're like, oh, this is relatable, and like, because for me, I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod before, but I've said to people in my life that when I've read stories, like kind of like these first person uh, kind of articles that you know Vice has done about what it was like when I you know developed schizophrenia, when I read stuff like that, it freaks me out because I'm like, geez, it could happen to anybody, it could just happen to you, and you wouldn't even know it, and your your reality changes, and it becomes horror horrifying. You know, when you hear about people saying, "Yeah, I thought a demon was talking," I think a demon was talking to me or an angel, and they told me to do something. I went, "Well, okay," and you're like, "Well." When you make these start making these leaps of, huh? And all mm-hmm. all it is is based on this perception. And if you're told everything is, you know, you know, on YouTube people talk about objective realities, about opinions, about movies all the time. They don't want yeah. to admit that these things are subjective. Like, well, if your subjective objective reality is telling you something, you be you be crazy to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Even if t- people say, "Well, it's not happening," but you're like, "Well, I'm seeing it." seeing is believing and i mean mm-hmm. th- that's uh it's hard to navigate and so i think there is uh a lot that can be done with this idea and i just don't think this movie does what 
I would kind of do with this uh, subject matter myself. But mm. that being said, I've, I have read people who got a lot out of this and they felt that it did a really great job of it. Because, I mean, perhaps Lodge has done done his reading and this is his interpretation of what his reading was um on a, on a stripped down kind of gus van sant like level in terms of oh. in terms of scope that's why i would compare sure. that's why i would compare this to kind of mm-hmm. um aesthetically uh very lo-fi but also like very like cinematic at times too mm-hmm. um like obviously a lot of work is put into the audio escape mm-hmm. and uh i think the movie is just it's so it's, it feels like such a small movie that I feel like the story feels too small for me yeah. to ever really uh, to leave much of an impression. So mm-hmm. that's that's about as uh, generous as I'm prepared to be when it comes oh. to clean shaven. So, okay. So RJ, uh, I'm going to yeah. hand it off to you. What did you think of clean shaven? Uh, I mean, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Like, uh, um, I know. Uh, I did like last week. You're like, I don't know what you'll think about this. You're like, you'll, I think probably the thought was that I would hate it, but, uh, I didn't. Uh, I mean, it's an 80 minute movie, which I was like, who, <laughs> and I know I runtime shouldn't be how you gauge a movie, but it helped. It, it did. Um, but like, uh, so a lot of stuff you're talking about, like the, like mental illness stuff. Um, I like schizophrenia is a weird one, right? Like, um, when I was in a university doing a psych degree, uh, I remember we had one, like we had an, a class and one guy came in one day. It's like, this is going to be your schizophrenia class. And we're like, okay, cool. And the guy came in and he's just like, just so you guys know, he's like, I'm the guy in the department that has been designated to talk about schizophrenia. It's like, but we don't really know a lot about schizophrenia. Yeah. He's like, and especially me, he's like, I just know more about it than these other guys. And I, I always kind of remembered that. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, it was cool that this guy was being honest with us. But also the guy who was like allegedly the forefront of it, he was kind of like, he's like, I'm going to level. We don't really know what's going on here. He's like, but I'll tell you what I do know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's kind of like what you said. It is a scary thing because schizophrenia can come like at any time. And when it does, you don't know yeah. how it's going to manifest. Like I, I will There's say. There's two types. I, yeah. I know. Like, I mean, I know, I'm not sure about you, but I know a few people with schizophrenia that are medicated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the medication can help a lot of people. Not the, everybody. Well, there, but... there, there's some people like, I don't know if they are. And it's like, huh. But it's one of those things where it seems like they're, what, what's what's going on for them are positive yeah. uh, things that haven't impeded their um, existence, I guess, in a way where they're like, yeah. oh, you're going to go to jail now. Because you're you're violent, but but you know when people start talking about uh, numbers in a way mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, this is strange, and then they disappear for long periods of time, and they live at home, and they don't talk about what's going on. You go, well, maybe mm-hmm. they are, maybe they are medicated, and I, you don't know because people don't necessarily talk about it in a way uh, because there is a lot of um, you know weird like shame around mental mm-hmm. health and stuff like that it's a very yeah, there's... real thing um and then yep. I, I know i know the people who are like very like prominent uh mem- people in the in the like the community in terms mm-hmm. of like awareness and stuff like that who are medicated and they lead their they, they continue on with their lives and you know yep. you could tell that they're they're drugged to the gills mm-hmm. um and that they're never going to really uh have a normal life necessarily because yeah. uh, because of the what 
medical drugs do to a person. But it's enough that a person can still like go out and like go to school and like have work mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So be around. Yeah. Those people that you know, um, do they smoke? Uh, yeah. half of them do. <laughs> The reason I, I ask is because that that's like apparently um a really really common trait for uh, people with schizophrenia is uh of like something like four out of five smoke and it's uh it's kind of one of those things where it's like chain smoking where it's like lighting one with the other oh, and know. just not like nonstop. Hey, you, you, you know uh bus stop meatloaf? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's there's yeah, one. Off just off. There's, there's one of those guys that you're like yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, that was uh, that was another thing I always thought was interesting. They're like, yeah, they're uh, like, like nonstop chain smokers. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. Well, then there's uh, like the head thing, too. Yeah. But and like the the chain smoking one makes sense, I guess. Uh, it's something to do with like the nicotine because it's like a like antipsychotic or like schizophrenic medicine. Like uh, it works on like similar pathways that like nicotine does or something in the brain. So it's like kind of a form of self self medication and something like that. Like when you read about this stuff, you're like, oh, that's weird. You're like, interesting, interesting. But yeah, there's like two types. There's the one that um, there's the one that. Uh, isn't like hallucinogenic with like auditory and visual hallucinations. And then there's the one that is, I think. So there, there's, there's the one that's like mild. You're, you're not like, all right, but like you'll, you can like get through stuff. And then there's the one where it's like uh, how it's depicted usually. So, um, and I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about schizophrenia either, but uh, nope. that's the stuff I know. So I was watching this and I was like, yeah, well, I was like, some of this stuff looks like uh Looks like, I don't know, they got, like, paranoia down, I guess. Because, like, <laughs> I, th- I thought the same thing with, like, the hair cutting and things like that. Uh, there is stuff in this movie that I like. Like, I do think uh, The Mask uh, does a good job. Um, I'm just going to call him The Mask. Yeah. Uh, I think he does a good job. Like, I like I like watching him. And I think, I, I agree with you, what this movie should be is him on his own and then him with his mother. I think his what the story is and the cop side story doesn't really need to happen um like i thought it was fine like it it is another element i was like okay whatever i was like yeah i i imagine people with mental illnesses get pegged for like crimes probably frequently whether or not they're actually related to it or like sometimes they probably do it and sometimes they're probably not even close but it's like there's bill he's like the nut bar of the town so if anything happened it was probably him so I can see that part of it too, I guess. But uh, I do think a stronger movie would be just this guy on his own, and then this guy with his mother, because I think that's kind of a more compelling story. But uh, I don't know, like like eighty minutes, there is enough stuff here that like I actually like was interested in. I was like, oh okay, I'm here for it. And then there's some stuff that it's kind of. There were some things I wasn't totally on board for. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. I was like, I don't give a shit about this thing. But uh, mm-hmm. I think more or less, like, I watched it. And I was like, I was like, I, I don't hate it, and I don't love it, but I don't hate it. And it's definitely that's good. It's something that I I watched that I was like, you know, this is this is passing the time better than some of the last few movies we've or like some of the last movies we've watched in the last like two or three months. So right. I, I didn't mind clean shaving. I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right, Jared. It was okay. all right. All right. Well, we want to hear from some people who hate this movie. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess. Okay. Half a star from Cyber Angel. Wow. <laughs> what the fuck did I just watch? Uh, one of Cyber Angel's favorite films, and this will be the only one I give you, Jarrett, is Joker. <laughs> so I, uh, I mean, which is a film Jared and I both like. Last I checked, so uh, I'm just gonna leave it there, though. Yep. Yep. Joker. Joker. Mm-hmm. How about Lou? One star. Hated every aspect of this, except for the title and the shot of the little girl looking out the broken window of her daddy's car. I find it weird that someone's like, "Yeah, the title was good," and you're like, "What?" <laughs> I only like this movie's title. You know? Uh, you know, there's some. I think they've said that. Man, great title. Bad movie. <laughs> That's that just reminds me of the Wayne's World joke. Sure, it's like, uh, and we got the shitty Beatles coming up, and like, are they any good? And like, they suck, man. Like, so you know what I mean. Yeah. This person gave a uh, Gone Baby Gone a half a star, and Evil Dead they gave a half a star. Jarrett, huh. I know you're an Evil Deadsman some some days of the week. Yep. Uh, what else? Oh, that last person had a Gaspar Noe movie in their favorite films. Okay. I, I was going to mention. Oh, Lou, five star to Funny Games, five star to Fight Club, Jarrett. Yep. Five star to Fear and Moathing, and uh, five star to Gummo. Ooh. So uh, there you go. Yeah. This movie's kind of dirty in a Gummo sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. This you'd put these uh, side by side on the on the uh, shelf on the on the filth scale. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it, this was a, a level of acceptable filth in my mind, where it's right. like cutting your cutting your head out and then like your fingernail. I was like, oh, but I'm, at least it wasn't spaghetti. Yeah, you know, you know. Uh, one more, Andrew, one and a half stars. Would love to never have to watch a movie about a guy who is dark and twisted ever again. I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, Andrew's bio is bratty slacker, sweetheart, local 44 property person, bratty slacker, sweetheart. And then they said, funny, sad, strange, and beautiful garbage from the end of the 20th century. RIP James Kahn. So uh, big James Kahn. Pretty recent. Pretty recent. Yeah, pretty recent. Do you think James Kahn's checking in on this? No, he's dead. Oh, Oh, this person half-starred Gordy. You know that movie Gordy? No. Like, not Babe, but Gordy? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, vaguely. But yeah. Not really. I mean, I've seen Gordy. Yeah, of course you have. And Gordy's not... Like, Gordy's not Babe. But Gordy's not a half-star film, I don't think. No. Do you want to watch Gordy with me next week? RJ, any final thoughts on Clean Shaven? Yeah, an interesting thing I just found is all these people who hate it have all five-star D2 Mighty Ducks. <laughs> like the sequel. Like all of them. What 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 brings a person to be uh, five-starring D2 to uh, hating on Clean Shaven? Yeah, like I didn't bring it up this, like when the second person also five-started. I was like, oh, weird, whatever. But the third person did too. And I was like, what? All three of them five-star oh, D2? I think this is the algorithm at work. Weird. No. What about the Gordy rhythm? You know about Gordy? Uh, I, I, I will be, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch Gordy next week. Whoa. 
Yeah. Well, a little Gordy flick. Gordy. Gordy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought Clean Shaven was fine. No. I don't love this movie, but it's fine. Cool. For sure. No. Yeah. yeah. N- now that I've seen it twice, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I have no intentions of rewatching this. I'd re. I'd. I'd. I would rewatch Gordy. There you go. I'd rewatch Gordy. That's <laughs> that's the review for Clean Shaven. You can get the VHS for fifty one cents and the DVD for ninety one dollars on Amazon. Sounds about right. Sounds about yeah. right. Killer deal. No. Killer deal. After the break, are yeah. are we the ones who are crazy? Maybe like we're the like real monsters, man. Ooh. With our <laughs> our cars. Oh yeah, and like horny librarian lady. Forgot all about her. Who? Remember her, the horny librarian? She oh wanted, yeah. She, she she also wanted the like detective to come over and bang her. Yeah, she's like wanna like And she really hated this like mentally ill man. Yeah, yeah, she's like, I was just uncomfortable. And it's like, well, he was doing weird stuff in the... Well, it's um, like, that's a library. That's what you do at libraries. You deal with weird people. It's, it's, it's like the place where they go. I mean, yeah. Libraries. Yeah. Libraries is... Um, that's, their, that's, their, that's where their life is. It's almost bad as hobby in comic shops, you know what I mean? Oh, very close. Almost, almost. Yeah. Gordy. Gordy. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> oh, well. on your list of uh, medications that you're taking uh, just for the record of the medications or, yeah, or what I'm your, medicating your, your, your meds well I got gordyitis uh, which uh, does that treat is, your like, the fever you got for gordy yeah it's got the gordy fever um, it's kind of it keeps that infla- uh, inflammation at bay okay. uh, the gordyitis it's um what, what kind of creams oh it's um it's like a it's like a salt like a bomb yeah yeah we got it yeah it's like a salve jared you okay. just rub it on no your your persons how many d4 hit points do you recover when you use it mm, you you can't roll a d20 but you could roll like a d5 okay. that's a dice that exists right it could i think i yeah. might have one i have some weird dice yeah it's a d5 roll you can email us at criteria at gmail.com and tell us about your die rolls 
Sure, sure you could. And your meds. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barn Loaf. Yeah, he is. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Sometimes we're on YouTube, eventually. And sometimes. Hey, and we're on Patreon, where sometimes we have bonus episodes. Just not this week. Yeah, that's but there's, good. There's a backlog, though. A backlog. And you know mm-hmm. what? Gotta say, the uh, Star Trek continues. Outperforming American Gothic. Really? No. Terrific. Yeah. Not too bad. Ter- not too bad. Terrific. But next week, RJ. Yeah. It's back to back to normal. Off the back to shit groups. one. Francesco Rossi's Hands Over the City from 1963. I don't know what this is. Hopefully it's on the Criterion channel. Who knows? I mean, I, I don't know. No. I don't know, Jared. It's, uh, it's Italian, I think. What? Yeah, they're back. What? I know. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's it. Let's, let's keep this one short and sweet. Spaghetti is appropriation. There you go. It gets worse the more you say it. I'm going to bring it up next week again. So dumb. Yeah.